All right, man. Let's kick off this podcast. I'm hyped up. I'm talking about the red table talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. All's my life I has to fight, nigga. All's my life I had to do it, man. This song get me hype, man. <laughs> Let me bump this shit up a little bit first. We gon' be alright. Nigga, we gon' be alright. Nigga, we gon' be alright. We gon' be alright. Had to do it, man. Last day of Black History Month. Last day of Black History Month. Yes, sir. Been a tough one. Started off with Meg the Stallion and G Easy. Man. Ended with Deontay Wilder getting knocked the fuck out, Man. Or beat the fuck up <laughs> by Tyson Fury. Man. It's been kind of a tough Black History Month, man. We Kobe. need to remember Kobe. Well, Kobe died in January. No, I'm just saying, but the yeah, whole, the, yeah. Uh, memorial, memorial, and all, and all that. Stuff, yeah. It's been kind of a down. What else? What else happened? Anything else negative happened this month? It feels like it's been a lot of bad shit. Maybe it hasn't been that much. But anyway, <laughs> we had to pump it up, man, for the last day. Yeah. Last day of Black History Month. Be strong, my black kings. Yes. The two wa- listening to this podcast. <laughs> I'm sure no black kings is listening to this podcast. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe so. Oh man, we had a, we had an extra uh, extra day of Black History Month, so we had to uh, bring it in with some some of the uh, conscious Kendrick. And I am curious where Kendrick's gonna go next on his album. Like, where 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 else can he? What is his next album gonna sound like? Do you think? I think it's going to sound similar to Damn. Really? I feel like Damn was back to the normal Kendrick, you know, a couple hit songs on it and all that stuff. It wasn't pro-black or nothing like that, but it was, you know, it wasn't Good Kid, Mad City, but it was that album that kind of, you know, I guess like a more radio-friendly album. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if it sounds similar to that with more hits. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think he's kind of stuck between trying to be a creative artist, trying to push boundaries, and also trying to compete with the Drakes and J. Coles of the world. You know, so yeah. I think he's always trying to do both at the same time. I'm interested in what the next Kendrick soundtrack going to sound like, man, or album going to sound like, because he hasn't done any features recently at all. We don't really hear of him really doing much you know, Drake made a joke about him and J. Cole not going outside. And he really don't go outside, man. Yeah. We don't see him around. So, um You think he dropped this year? I think he will. I think he will. It's been projected for a while. He's gonna drop something this year. Very interesting to see what it's gonna sound like. Uh but yeah, we'll we'll see what Kendrick got in store for us. I'm sure he's gonna hopefully surprise us and drop something pretty dope. <laughs> what do you think his best album was? Uh I see somebody debating this. On Twitter. I mean, I like them all. Um, Good Kid, Mad City, probably just like if I. Here's the thing. There is a difference between what I thought was best quality, quality wise and what I would actually go back to listen to. I thought to pimp a butterfly probably creatively was his best project. But I don't go back to it a whole lot, especially except for a couple songs like All Right. Yeah. But um, Good Kid, Mad City, 
I don't think that was groundbreaking by any means, but I go back to that album a lot. Yeah, you so, can actually listen to that whole album. Exactly. Yeah. So I would say that just as far as listenability and like in terms of what we call classics, that's a classic album. But in terms of, you know, creativity, create creatively his best album, I'd probably say it's a pimp a butterfly. Okay. So yeah, I know it's kind of a bullshit answer, but Oh no, no. <laughs> no, and the reason I brought that up because somebody said um um Good Kid Mad City wasn't all that. So I'm mm. like, what? Well what what complexion was he? I, don't, I think he was black. Oh, okay. He was black, hmm, but interesting. I really ain't paying attention because I'm like, man, this dude just looking for a hot take. You got people like that once in a while that would throw out a good album and say it wasn't good. Yeah. So I really brushed it off, but I was wondering what people really thought or think um, his good album is or best album. I think it. I think it's Good Kid, Mad City. But like, I agree with you as far as the quality because it to me. Um, uh, to Pimp a Butterfly is a totally different album. Yeah. So I don't even think you can really compare those two. But um, as far as like front to back album that you could go back to that shit still play from, I think it's Good Kid, Mad City. I agree. Um, you know, the funny thing is, man, too, which is really kind of strange, but To Pimp a Butterfly is definitely his most pro black album. But if you ask most black people what their favorite Kendrick album is, they'll say Good Kid, Mad City. If you ask most white Kendrick fans what their favorite album <laughs> is, they'll say The Pimp a Butterfly. Yeah. So it's very weird how we view the conscious music in our community, man. I think sometimes yeah. we think it's corny. Yeah. <laughs> you got to be the right person to, to do it because I think it's at the point now um, artists like, or I ain't going to say artists like, but the artists common. People starting to look at him as corny yeah. for doing the you know conscious rap that he been doing for years. By the yeah. way, so yeah, I don't get it, man. How do you think about him at the uh, All Star game? I don't know if you talked about that. Nah, I Did really, you see it? I really didn't care for it, man. He was rapping the player intros. I thought yeah. that was unnecessary. I, I don't know what they doing with the All Star weekend, man. This it seems like it's getting cornier and cornier <laughs> each year. Like. Was it always that way before? Because I re- I just remember the whole three point contest, dunk contest, and then the All Star game. But it seemed like it's remember they did the fashion show, they did yeah. all this different stuff. I don't know. They adding too much shit to it, man. But I mean, it's been trending this way, and even, it was like this a while back, man. Even back in the early two thousands, they had Kobe performing with oh, Tyra yeah. Banks that one song he had at the All Star game. Like that was over the top. So it's been kind of trending this way for a while, man. On one hand, I kind of appreciate that they are trying to cater to their fans. Yeah, Yeah, they're trying something, not like the Pro Bowl, which is bullshit every year. But I don't know. People actually seem to enjoy this All-Star game a little bit more, though. The actual game? The game itself, yeah. yeah, I I actually enjoyed the game. At first, I was a little confused because, remember, we I think we talked about the whole rules and all this other stuff, but... I wasn't sure how it was going to look during the game. Mm-hmm. And it kind of threw me off because when it went to the second quarter, it was back to 0-0. Zero, zero. I'm like, huh? <laughs> but um, it definitely got good um, in the last, uh, that whole 24, uh, I guess. Yeah. Playing to 24 yeah. or something like that. That definitely did get good where it's like, oh, shit, they really, they was really <laughs> playing. So I did appreciate that. That's probably the best all-star actual game i seen in a long time oh damn 
Maybe yeah. I should actually watch it. Oh, you ain't watch it? No, I didn't. I didn't really care for it. But nah, I didn't care either, but it did get good. It was probably the best All-Star game, man. They okay. was really out there competing. That's dope. That's dope. Well, that was another aside, but this will be a whole show full of tangents and random conversations. Yes. Um, but let's introduce the podcast as we always do. My name is Ryan Rocket, joined by a man who I hope does not have the coronavirus right now. I do not, man. <laughs> hey, you don't. You ain't been diagnosed <laughs> yet, man. You don't know what you got. I'm just playing. <laughs> My boy Figgy Fig is joining me again, man. Figgy Fig, how's it been? How how's this week been for you, bro? Um, this week been pretty cool. It's pretty laid back. Okay. So, uh, yeah, just work, man. I, I ain't really do nothing special. You going to the cook-off this year? Nah, probably not. Word? Yeah. I ain't got no wristband. I thought Jasmine going to hook you up. No, she was, but she only got one. I thought she said she had one for you. She had one. I can't go oh, by myself, that's man. that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You got to take On the On a Saturday? Yeah. yeah. I couldn't yeah, go that's by myself. True. That's true. Yeah, but um, cookoff kind of overrated anyway. But is it okay? Uh, well, you went there before too, didn't you? Yeah. Well, you yeah. know how it is, yeah, it's, man. It's oh, cool. I'll take the flack for saying that. I, was I know th- you can't say that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, it was it was cool, man. Um, I wouldn't mind going this year, but it was last minute. Yeah. So uh, last minute, my uh, my wife told me like a couple days ago, like, oh, I want to go to the cookout. Mm-hmm. I was just like, damn, like if I would have knew this, I would have probably tried to get them early. But yeah. But it is what it is, man. It's just something to do for real, for real. Look, man, I'm av- I'm avoiding my new excuse is the coronavirus for everything. <laughs> I'm avoiding all mass gatherings for the foreseeable future. Even when we stop talking about coronavirus, I'm gonna still use the excuse of coronavirus. You don't know it's gone yet. But yeah, this shit, yeah. I don't know. Is you, it a case down here or not not, not yet? There's no been no confirmed cases in Texas yet. Mm-hmm. But it's in LA. And it's it's gonna get here eventually. Yeah, you know. So shit, I'm I'm nervous, man. <laughs> I don't know if I'm prepared. I don't have no survival kit or anything. Yeah, I'll be running out of food after a day, so I'm gonna be <laughs> fucked. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm probably gonna skip the rodeo this year just because. Yeah. Um. So how you doing, man? Everything I'm, cool? I'm straight, man. Shit. Uh, pissed about the Wilder fight. Because oh, I man. hyped that bitch up, and I didn't even get... Well, we could talk about that a little bit later. Yeah. But uh, overall, meh, meh, meh. Mm. I ain't got nothing going on, man. Still no bitches. Still bitchless. <laughs> Damn, but, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's funny. I meant to tell you this. This was a minute ago. But my wife asked, uh, was you single? Okay. That's a scary question. I'm like, huh? <laughs> and she said, uh, she said she got a, uh, I guess a coworker that's single or something like that. Oh no. So I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, I'm going to ask <laughs> because she worked all the way out in Goose Creek. So okay. it's not a lot of black people out there. Goose Creek? Goose Creek ISD. That sound like a damn it's out redneck there t- city. <laughs> it's out there towards Baytown. Oh, okay. But, um, yeah, I yeah I ain't really asked too many questions about it mm-hmm. or how she looking nothing like that. But yeah, next time I see her, I'm gonna just uh, say show me a picture. <laughs> if I think she look good, I'll send it over okay, to you. Okay. If not, I won't bring it back up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm always scared when I get that. Uh, uh, because my sister been trying to hook me up too with some. Well, she hasn't really hooking me up, but she's been asking if I'm single. Well, I always yeah, get nervous when I hear, yeah. yeah, because usually it's when I, I feel like if a woman has a hard time finding a man, there's a reason for it. Yeah, for a man is different. 
Yeah. You know, but for a woman, there's always somebody. If you look pretty decent. Their phone is never dry. Yes. You always have options. So if you're having a hard time finding a man and you look pretty good, I think there's a problem. Yeah. So I don't know. That's like the worst kept lie ever that women do when they say, oh, yeah, I ain't got nobody. Oh, I really don't talk to yeah. no. Don't nobody try to talk to me. It's like, come on now. People, you don't people, want to try to talk to you. People in the DMs want to eat your whole ass. Yeah. <laughs> and you sitting there talking about you ain't got nobody. Like, oh, or man. Th- don't nobody want to talk to you. Like, all it all it take is one good angle posting on social media, and you are gonna have yes. the wolves out, man. So. Yes. I could be fully cut, swole. Actually, I would have a few women in my mentions probably if I was like super swole <laughs> like that. But it's harder for men, man. We can't just, I don't know. You know how it is. Yeah. But um, fuck it, man. Let's get into the po- the topics, the new releases. Um, I'll be honest. Uh, nothing worth listening really came out this week. <laughs> but regardless, we still listen to a couple things and we going to break a few things down. Um, first off, Lil Baby. Dropped an album. I don't know which album number this is. I don't know what he's up to because they call things projects when they're mixtapes and all this bullshit. So whatever. He dropped an album called My Turn. It features Lil Wayne. It featured uh, A Boogie. Or was that the... Who did this one have on it? Uh, Young Thug. Young Thug was on it. I think 21 Savage was on it. Um, I'm getting these albums confused uh, already. No, no, that was uh, the, that was G Herbo. Yeah. Oh this, shit. Who this was one on got, this bullshit? This one got Future, um, Gunna. That's right. Lil Wayne, Lil Uzi Vert, um, Young Thug, uh, Money Bag Yo. Okay, yeah. that's right. That's right. Um, I listened to this album, and I'll be honest, man. I don't really see the high. I don't see what people see in Lil Baby. You know, people talk him up like he's one of the best artists out. I've given him chances, man. I've listened to several of his projects. I don't see, like, I'm a, I'm a fan of Gunna. I'm a big, pretty big fan of Gunna. And mm-hmm. I don't see what Lil Baby does that Gunna doesn't do better. Mm-hmm. They rap on the same type of beats, but Gunna just sounds better in everything to me. The mm-hmm. hooks sound better when he sings it. The rapping sounds better when he does it. Just nothing about Lil Baby attracts me to listen to his music. I guess it's more of the image for people. People like the image he puts out and whatever. But music wise, I don't see I don't see the big de- I don't get the hype, man. And I tried with this album and I tried to understand it. But I got to the Gunna song and I'm like, I want to hear a Gunna album now. I don't want to <laughs> hear Lil Baby no more. So if you're like me and you're on the fence with this dude or haven't given him a chance, you probably won't like this album. But if you're a big little baby fan, I think you'll probably enjoy it because it's probably what you're looking for. But I gave it a chance. I gave it a fair listen, man. I gave it a fair shot, and I just was not feeling it. Figgy, what you think about it, man? Um, I kind of agree with you, man. I never really understood the hype either. But I listened to this album. I felt like this was one of his better albums. Okay. I tried to get to his, uh, I want to say his last album. And it was only like two songs on there. The rest was eh, was skippable. But this one had a little more cuts on it. Um, I like the, I re- the, to me, the best song on there was the one with Moneybag Yo. Okay. So uh, that was a pretty dope song I could probably go back to. But outside of that, man, it was... It was kind of, it, to me, it's something you listen to for the beats and mm-hmm. it, it bumping the car. But people been pumping them up like he lyrically is killing shit. Yeah. So, I I, I mean, he 
he not saying anything different from any other rapper <laughs> that's similar to him. So uh, I never really understood it either, but some of the songs on there sound okay. But not enough to be like, oh, hell yeah, this song is, I mean, this album is the shit. Because I heard a couple albums where I'm like, damn, this is this is really good. So I'm not biased towards newer rappers. But, um, yeah, I, I just couldn't get into it, man. I feel the same <laughs> way, man. The production was nice. I'll give it that. The beats sound hard. Um, you know, it has the typical suspects, Wheezy, and uh, who else was on it? That other dude be doing all their beats. Take Keith. Take Keith, yeah. But, um, yeah, it wasn't for me, man, honestly. If yeah. you're a little Baby fan, you'll probably like I, it. But and See, I like Moneybag's, uh, Moneybag Yo album. Oh, I really? thought that was a solid album. I think it sounded good. Uh, I like the other dude, um, our dude Duke Deuce. Yeah. I like that album. I think it, it's solid. But this one, it sound typical, man. It, you know, got the auto-tune singing a lot. And <laughs> I don't know, it just sound too typical, man. I don't. I don't get why people saying yes. This guy is the you know top dog right now. Yeah, I don't get it either, he, man. He good. He good for some features to me, you know. But outside of that, I just don't see the hype. I agree, man. Um, like I said, if you're a fan, check it out. But you could probably skip that one if you're not. <laughs> um, other things that came out this week: G Herbo dropped an album called PTSD. Um. Are you a fan of G Herbo, Figgy? I'm one of the newer fans. Okay. I'm not gonna sit here and say back when he was doing drill rap and all this other stuff. Okay. I really, I really never cared for the Chicago drill rap, but um, G Herbo, that's somebody I, I really grew on. I, you know, I started listening to him a little more. Where I'm like, damn, this dude, I kind of like his style a little bit, his beat selection and um, lyrics. I think he's pretty cool, but. Like I said, I'm, I wasn't rushing. This ain't the artist I'm rushing to the CD store to get. Yeah. But uh, I listened to this one. This was pretty solid, too. It, okay. it, it was pretty solid, but yeah. I was a fan of G Herbo back in the day when he was Lil Herb. Um, okay. I thought his rapping was better. Like, he, his his delivery changed a lot. Um, and I don't know if that's because, like, he was a heavy drug user. I think he was sipping him for a while, and it kind of messed him up. But he raps a little more slower, more deliberate, more kind of offbeat-ish. Mm. And his delivery is like, I'm not really a big fan of his newer music now because of it. I like the older stuff. But um, the production, honestly, production-wise, this album is solid. I like the features, but it just kind of reminded me how I'm ready for other people's albums to drop now. Like 21 Savage. He sound good, man. He does, I'm a, man. I'm a fan. I remember we used to clown him a little yes. bit. Yes. But um he came a long way, man. I think he separated himself from to the typical street rappers. Uh, he Atlanta definitely did, rappers. man. I, every time I hear him, he sounds like he's getting better. Yeah. Like he actually at first it sounded like he didn't really care about the rap he shit. He sound lazy. Yeah. He sound like he didn't give a shit. But now it looks like he's actually putting effort into being a great rapper. Yeah. And every time I hear him again, he sounds better. Yep. So I'm looking forward to the next 21 Savage album, and it's just reminded me that this is not that. You know, oh, yeah. it's one song and then it's over. So things like that. Even A Boogie with a Hoodie sounded good on this album, man. Mm -hmm. Like, I think everybody sounded better on his production than him, honestly. <laughs> but, you know, it's, I say give it a shot if you want something new to listen to. The production's good. The content's good. Just, I don't like, personally, I don't like his new delivery and his new, the way he be rapping now, but that's just me. I think people do actually like with this dude and fuck with him a lot. So yeah. your mileage may vary, but 
Bleh. <laughs> Other things that dropped, uh, Sway Lee dropped a single, someone said. And I'll, I'll, I've always been confused because the sample on Sicko Mode. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that came from a song, but apparently that song like never existed. I don't know if he sampled something that never dropped. Travis Scott for Sicko Mode. But it sampled Sway Lee saying someone said, and I don't know if it was from this song because it sounded like this song just sampled that bit too. Yeah. It didn't sound natural. So I don't know exactly how that sample came to be. I'm confused now. But this song, I enjoyed the song, man. I got to admit. Okay. It bumped. the the. I guess Mike Will probably produces because he produces all their shit. But the beat super hard. My only problem is this is more proof as to why Ray Shimmer should not break up. Mm-hmm. Because... This needed somebody actually rapping on it and not just Sway Lee singing every single verse. Yeah. The the Sway Lee singing, like he's good at he's great at hooks, but he can't sing throughout a whole track and keep my attention, man. He can't. <laughs> it's not his strong his voice is not strong enough and it just sounds weird. He needs a Slim Jimmy on there. We need that Slim Jimmy rapping shit, man. And Slim Jimmy's not like a great, great rapper. Yeah. But he sounds good mixed with Sway Lee. Yeah. And I'm worried now that their next projects are going to be solo projects. Mm. So I'm not a fan of that. But <laughs> yeah, I like the song, too. I thought it bumped. Um, I think I think um, I want to say Sway Lee is probably thinking because the last single he put out, it really didn't do too good. And yeah. it was pretty much like the um, the other joints he's been putting out, the, the R&B, whatever, the Caribbean type shit he's been mm-hmm. doing. That didn't really do too good. So I was surprised when I seen them drop something like this. So maybe they could be getting back together and doing a project. I think, yeah, I agree with you. I think they work good together and not separate. But maybe he trying to find himself again. Maybe he trying to get to where, you know, what got them here in the beginning. Yeah. So making something like that. And I think that's their strong suit. I mean, there's nothing wrong with making the R&B joints and stuff like that, but... He did it way too much. I think he tried to pull the uh, he tried to pull the Andre three thousand a little bit. Yeah, and it t- his voice to me it don't work for him. But um, yeah, Ray Shermer is one of those people that got a hit. I don't know if it's Mike Will or if it's actually them, but I feel like they can always make a party hit. Mm-hmm. So you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they both get back together or something like that. They need to, man, I think. I don't think either of them, because their last project they did, they tried to do the solo album, like a double disc. Where half it was of actually it was triple disc. Triple disc, that's yeah. right. Like one together and then two others separate. Yeah. But that shit, like nothing memorable came of that, man. It was too many songs and most of them were trash. So hopefully they, they drop one cohesive album. I don't even mind if they do it like, like uh, Love Below. Well, that was two discs. That wasn't that a two was, discs, was that, it? That was, was it? Yeah. Okay, yeah, never Speaking mind. I don't do it like that. Below. For some reason, I thought they had more. I, I think they could do what they doing now. You could still have the slower songs and the Caribbean songs on there. Yeah. But let it be one album. Do what you've been doing before, and then if um, um, Sway Lee want to branch off a little bit, he can do a song. He can do a separate song. Yeah. On the album, or you know, however they want to do it. But they got to keep coming with that fire they've been doing before. Because that shit, the shit, if you go back to they, they shit, they shit used to bump, man. Yeah. So uh, I don't think the shit that Sway Lee was doing recently got them to where they were at now. So 
I don't know. And, and I think that style kind of going away anyway. Yeah. The whole Caribbean, the, the yeah, uh, whatever. Yeah, that Afro beat shit. Yeah, yeah, it's getting a little played out, man. But yeah. I don't know. They still going to keep fishing for that hit. <laughs> um, Did you hear this Party Next Door song? I didn't. I did. It was, was okay, it good? man. Yeah, it was okay. I, okay. That's somebody else. I, you know, I I feel like he cool, but to me, all of his stuff is it, it sound the same to me. That slow type of vibe, and I don't know. I just maybe I I got to get more into. Maybe I got to listen to a full album, but I'm not really crazy about this one. It was cool. Okay. I didn't hear it. Um, I'm not a big Party Next Door fan, but I'll probably check out his next project just because I don't know. I'm trying to diversify my listening habits in the <laughs> year 2020. Janae Aiko dropped a song with Future and Miguel. Jasmine is not here, so we going to skip right over that. <laughs> Next week. Yes. And SZA and Justin Timberlake dropped a song called The Other Side. Now, Figgy, you heard this when you were out and about. Yes, I was at Diablo's for Wing Night on Wednesday. On Wednesday. Okay. And how, how did this song sound in that kind of environment? It was kind of like a... Uh, it sounded like a Justin Timberlake song. Okay. So, you know, I Justin kind of had that little funk type of uh, radio hit. Mm-hmm. That's what it sounded like. So I'm like, damn, what song is this? So I turned around, and, you know, uh, whenever the DJ played music, it played a video, too. Mm-hmm. So uh, I looked back, and I seen the video. I'm like, damn. I'm like, damn, that's Justin Timberlake. And then I seen the girl. I ain't recognize her. Because the uh, the TV was far away. So I'm like, I don't know who that is. You know, I ain't recognize the voice. And then I started thinking, like, damn, is the song old? Because it was one of those songs that don't, that's kind of timeless. Where it, it could it sound like it's from back in 2002. Yeah. Or it could sound like now. So I'm like, damn, I don't know who this is. And, um, yeah, later on, I ended up hearing the song. Later on this week, I ended up hearing the song. I'm like, damn, that's, that's SZA? So I ended up watching the video again. I'm like, oh, okay. So, okay, yeah, the song actually sound pretty smooth. Okay, I think it, it, to me, it's a little different from a uh, typical Scissor song. It don't sound like a like a 2020 R&B song. It sound like something like a um, I don't want to say techno, but it, was, it sound like a future sex love sound kinda. type of song okay yeah yeah so it was definitely uh and i looked the looked up the credits it was definitely produced by um justin timberlake oh okay so it was just a timberlake feel to it okay all right um i think sis is gearing up for a new album release pretty soon she's been yeah. more visible lately she did the rolling stone cover um she had disappeared for a little bit after talking about problems with her throat and then getting clowned on social media for her live performances. Yeah. So she's out. She look a little sexier now. You know, she's showing a little more skin. So, yeah, I think she's gearing up to drop something this year. I think TDE is going to try to make this a big year for them. They've been kind of fading out recently. 2019 was a pretty slow year for TDE. Yeah. J-Rock. Did J-Rock drop last year? Was that was the year that before? Last year? That might have been 2018. Yeah. I feel like 2019 has been a pretty slow year for their whole camp. So Yeah, 2018, that's when people say he, was having, he had the album of the year, I want to say. J-Rock, one yeah. of the albums of the year, yeah. Hmm. But overall, like the, from certain people, like Absol ain't dropped in a minute. Uh, Kendrick, of course, hasn't dropped in a while. So And SZA as well. So School I think Boy they're going to – Schoolboy Q dropped he last, dropped last yeah, year. Yeah, he dropped last year, but yeah. it was kind of mildly received. Yeah. But I think they're going to make this year a bigger year, man. At least I hope so because they've been kind of – Fading out. Yeah. 
Um, so let's get to the juicy topics that we've been gearing up for. Um, so there was an episode of the Red Table Talk. You know, we've been talking about the whole Snoop Dogg saga, yeah. pretty much when it when it started. And so for those who don't haven't really kept up or don't know or listen to the podcast, whatever, uh, Snoop Dogg made some comments about Gail King. He got uh, initially praised for it, but then he got blowback from it from women who were saying that he was being misogynistic, that he was hating black women and shaming black women. He called them bitches and whatnot. Um, he was uh, kind of scolded for the language he used, and he later apologized on Instagram for using that kind of language toward her and bringing her down in that manner. And since then, he's kind of been on an apology tour, and <laughs> no apo- no black man apology tour is complete without an appearance on, on the, the Red, Red Table, Table Talk. <laughs> T.I. did it. Uh, who else has done it? Has anybody else done it recently? Lil Boozy might do it one day, and I'm going to laugh really hard when he does, does it. I don't, but, know, if he going to get there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would pay money to see Lil Boozy oh, on the Red there Table with Talk. Popcorn, man. <laughs> I would pay whatever. He'll fuck, he'll fuck around, get on there, double down on what he said. <laughs> I would pay actual money to see him on a Red Table Talk. So for people for people who don't know what Red Table Talk is, it's a show with Jada Pinkett, Jada Pinkett's mother, and sometimes Willow Smith. They re- represent like three generations of women, and they have healing conversations, as they yeah. put it. They have conversations with somebody who might have said something controversial or just somebody who has something to share about their life. And they kind of talk about it and, you know, whatever. It's a Facebook series. So if you ain't seen it around on social media, it's because it's on Facebook. But uh, Snoop was on this. And this I actually watched this whole episode. (laughs) I'm shocked you watched this whole thing. (laughs) No, I felt like I had to because we talked about this shit so much. And I wanted to get the whole – because I think the lesson in this whole thing is context. Context is important. I said before that the Gail King comments were not that bad when you listen to the whole interview, but nobody did. They just saw the clip and they reacted off that. So I'm a big component and proponent of people taking things in context. So I had to watch the entire episode, (laughs) man. And for people who haven't seen it, this show is exactly what you think it is. Okay. (laughs) It is three women going around like yeah. talking in that floaty language, talking about this is about healing. And and uh, Jada Pinkett, I know if you're watching, listening to the podcast, you can't hear me, but you can't see me. But Jada Pinkett makes every point with her fingers like this. Yes. Yeah. She slams her fingers down on the table and talks like this when she's making <laughs> a point. <laughs> and then she says she ad libs like she's on a rap song. She's like, that part, say it again. Yeah. yeah. Like she's in church or something. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, man. Uh, that part don't bother me as much. Really? She's like, I don't know. Some, it's something to bother where if I was around there, I'd probably just give her a hug. Like, yeah. Oh my God, dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I, I understand. I, I feel where you're coming from. I feel where you're coming from. I'm about to use my hands the same way. That part. <laughs> Maybe that's, that's the key for us to make it big. We got to make every single point with our fingers and our hands and talk that like part, this. That part. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Facts. Yes. Yeah. And Willow Smith, that's all she says on the show. She'll yeah. bring nothing else. I was surprised she brought a question to the table. 
she must have looked in her phone like, oh, I got something. Yeah, they they all sound exactly the same, man. And Jada Pinkett is just, I want to like her, but she be just sounding too like everything I hate that some women do is what she <laughs> all she does. The way she talks, the way, like, it's just so corny to me. But anyway, I digress. Let's talk about the actual episode itself. Um, Snoop Dogg appeared, of course, to kind of explain his mentality on what he said to Gail King and Jada Pinkett had her reactions. They also brought in some videos from uh, Jamel Hill, who kind of, you know, lectured Snoop to, I guess. And some other lady who I never heard of, but she's some kind of spiritual counselor or some bullshit. <laughs> she says something, too. I don't even know what her name is. But here are a couple clips, unless you did missed it. Oh, crap. What the hell was that? Oh, you two just kept playing. Um, <laughs> here's a couple clips from Snoop Dogg's appearance on the Red Table Talk. When you first came out and you said what you said, you know, in regards she to... She using the hands. Yes. <laughs> I dropped. I felt like not only were you talking to Gail, but you were talking to me. Damn. I was like, oh no, Snoop has now taken his power flow away from me, away from Willow, Damn. away from my mother. Mm-hmm. Right? I was like, oh, if this is what's happening, I was like, not Snoop. Right. Right? And so that's one of the reasons why I felt like I really wanted to have the conversation with you in the, in the spirit of healing. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> we can talk about that real quick. I had a problem with her saying that and, and people to, to be, to cover the social media reaction, people have been coming at Jada for this interview. Mm. They're saying they still side with Snoop. They're still saying that Gail King was wrong for what she did. And they're saying, basically I've seen people come for Jada's head for this shit. So there's that. I do think it's weird that like, I don't see how women could take Snoop's comments and say they were representative of all women because a lot of women were coming at Gail King at that time too. A lot of women was agreeing with Snoop. Yes. Yeah. And to be fair to Jada, um, she did clarify at the beginning of the, uh, the episode that this pod, this episode was not meant to take sides or really break down that whole issue. Um, it was more of a healing talk as she said. <laughs> and she also invited Gail King and said she has an open invite to come on a red table talk. Snoop Dogg also said he called, um, he tried to contact Gail and schedule a face to face meeting with her off camera. I don't think she's replied to anything like that. I guess she has no interest in actually meeting with him, but, um, there was an offer on the table, but I did think it was weird that I- I've never seen any, well, I don't see how you can take the comments and, and I disagree with the comments. I, I felt like Snoop shouldn't have came at her like that at all. It was unnecessary and kind of corny. But I don't see how a woman could, like, Jada really saw herself being attacked in what Snoop was saying. Yeah. Maybe it was just me, but I, I don't get how she went. I, I don't get how you take what he's saying about one specific person. Like, because he could be, he could diss any man. Yeah, because would, a lot of men get dissed. Yes. And we never come out and say, oh, I felt like... <laughs> She was talking to me. I felt the way about it. It's kind of like, oh, that nigga ain't shit. If Jason Whitlock came out and said some shit and then Jamel Hill called him a fat monkey. <laughs> yeah. Some, she called him, just dissed him out his name. 
I don't think any man, any black man would come through and say, you know, I felt like you were talking about us when you yeah. said those things about Jason Whitlock. Like, nah, she, he's on that side. You know, yeah, I don't relate with that man. He said, yeah, I have nothing to do with that guy. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of corny. Like, I guess I understood the point she was trying to make about the language of the bitch, the B word and all that. But the 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 way it came across, it was like she felt like she was attacked by the comments and it wasn't true. Here's a couple more clips from the show i think this is him trying to explain um his mentality when he made those comments to make sure that what i said was said the right way and i wanted to make sure that the message was across that we love kobe and be respectful of vanessa and those kids yes that's what the whole intent was right to protect that woman and them babies over there because she's still grieving yeah and let's give them that respect right yeah, if you don't understand it yet, the whole episode is like that. Them just co-signing with the yeah, yeah yes, yeah. And here's also another clip of Snoop Dogg talking about the support he actually got initially after he made the video. When this thing happened with Gail, I got calls from Tyler Perry, Puff Daddy, Van Jones, wow. like powerful black men, and, and they didn't bash me. They just was, brother, we got your back. You know, if you need... But we thank you. You should have said it. Right. See how they got to that? Yeah. They just start off with that. Yeah. 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 It's a big difference. <laughs> hey, look what you're doing. Right. What's happening then? I'm going right. to match your energy yeah, with your it's energy. So yeah, true. Right. You get at me with the hey, brother. We just call them to let you know we support you and we love you. And, you know, you could have went about it a little bit differently. Right. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It got to yeah. the point all three of them was sitting there like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, the whole episode is basically like that. Um, that being said, I I thought there were some interesting things about the episode. Number one, Snoop Dogg is very entertaining, man. Like I don't, it don't matter what context he's in, he's just a funny guy, dog. Yeah. So it's always funny to see him, like even jo- even when he's explaining himself and sorry and teary eyed and looking all pathetic and sad, he's still funny to watch, man. Yeah. So I did enjoy like the fact that he brought his old Snoop energy. It wasn't like a funeral. Yeah. You know, he did bring a lighthearted energy to it, and I thought that was interesting. Um, he he was dressed up like I've never seen him before in a minute. Like he was going to court with or a something. red with turtleneck. The yes, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny too. And um, there were a few other points he brought up. Um, they, he brought up the whole thing about um, his music content and why, because of course it became a black woman versus black man debate eventually. Yeah. And Jada Pinkett brought up the fact, and also uh, another quick note. I didn't realize that Jada Pinkett and Snoop never met. Yeah, I never realized that either. I was shocked. That is kind of crazy, especially since they were running in the same circles. They were good friends with Pac. Both in L.A.? Yeah. Very odd that they never really met at all, but I don't know. She was living a different lifestyle at that point, so I don't know. But um, this was apparently their first meeting, and they did talk about Tupac a little bit because Jada Pinkett talks about how she had debates about with Tupac about the word bitch and hoe and all that stuff. And Snoop Dogg also brought up the fact that he was trying to leave the lifestyle that uh, Pac was trying to get him back into about the gangbang and shit with Suge and doing all this stuff. He wanted him to ride with him. And Snoop was kind of backing off and saying, you know, I got a kid. I beat a murder charge. I can't do that no more. I thought that was pretty interesting. Some insight into, you know, what Pac was going through in his last days. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, anything else you took away with this from this episode? Yeah. <laughs> nah. Besides the yeah. Nah, I th- to me, um, I guess I was a little disappointed for the simple fact that um, they really didn't address the whole Gail thing, if it yeah. was right or wrong. And, um, yeah. <laughs> I can't stop I, doing it now. I know. It's addictive. I feel, I feel guilty of saying yeah now. Just I'm sitting there like, yeah. 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 But um, I just, I felt like they never addressed that. Mm-hmm. Snoop, he wasn't wrong. At <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, know, I, know. <laughs> I can't stop doing it now. <laughs> okay, my bad, right, man. Right, I'm bad. Right. All right. Yeah, but Snoop wasn't wrong at what he said. It's just how he said it. He shouldn't have said, you know, what he's called her a nappy head bitch. Or he something. called her a dog face bitch. Dog face bitch. Yeah. yeah. So he shouldn't, have, you know, he was totally out of bounds for that. But they never addressed the whole thing if Gail was, you know, was that uh, right of her to ask that question in that time of moment? Because Snoop, he had a right to be upset about that because everybody loved Kobe. You don't know his relationship with Kobe. So to, you know, see this clip floating around with her pretty much it looked like her she was just grilling Lisa Leslie. Mm-hmm. So um like I said you just lost somebody and um just seeing that clip of course you're going to be upset. Of course, you know, some family going to be upset. They don't want to see that right now. So um I know we agreed to say that you know that question wasn't out of bounds like that, but I think they should at least talk about that part. It seemed like that never came up. So, yeah. So that's the part I was kind of like, damn, like, you know, what's the purpose of this now? <laughs> it seemed like they was just on there like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's yes. all it was. That really is all it so is. So I thought they was going to get down to the, you know, I, I ain't going to say it was going to get down to the, the, the gristle or nothing like that, but they never even said, you know, oh, how did you feel about this? Or, you know, I felt like Gail was, you know, wrong, but it was a, a way you could have addressed it or they, to me, they never even went that route. Yeah, and part of that might be because Gail didn't come, so maybe they didn't want to look like they were taking somebody's side. I think it was probably a political thing, too, you know, because people who did come after Gail, maybe, I think it's possible that um, Jada Pinkett probably agrees with Snoop that the question shouldn't have been asked, but she didn't want to come out and say that because you've seen what happens to people when they come out and say that. So... Yeah. I get it, um, and that is kind of cowardly for them not even approach that, but I kind of understand why. Maybe they just want to have Gail King on and have her be able to defend herself, too. And you don't want something to be to another clip to go viral for the wrong reasons, and then, mm-hmm. you know, them saying they're back, they're teaming up on Gail. Look what's going on here. So, yeah. who knows, man, but... Uh, yeah, of course it became a debate about black men versus black women. And I had a problem with that too, because it kind of came across as, you know, women teaming up on one guy and saying, all your content is misogynistic and you did all this stuff. Snoop actually brought up a great point because Jada Pinkett's mom talked about how Snoop Dogg's content had changed, but his latest album, he went back to saying bitches and hoes and stuff. Snoop Dogg said, look, two years ago, I made a gospel album, mm-hmm. you know, very, very highly, you know, acclaimed. People yeah. liked it. Yeah. But nobody talked about it. Yeah. You know, so 
You do something good, nobody says shit. You go back to what you do, and suddenly it's a problem again. So, like, why not boost up the stuff you like instead of just lecturing people and waiting to use that as ammunition and saying, oh, you call them bitches and hoes again? You try to do it. Like, Snoop has tried to mix it up several times. He did. The reggae album, the gospel album. We call him corny for it, but at least he's trying. Yeah. You know, he's he, trying to move out the it's box not of doggy just a gangster. style. It, yes. It's not doggy style. And he don't even have that image anymore. Exactly. But he brought up the fact that when he goes to do a show, he can't not do songs off a of doggy style because that's what people want to hear when they go to Snoop Dogg show. Yeah. So you're kind of in the corner where it's like, even though you might have grown, people still want to hear that shit. Mm-hmm. So you got to go back into that persona. So that, I think I was kind of like they uh, they understand these things. They're famous, too. They're in Hollywood. They do this shit. They know that he has to put on this persona too make a living yeah so there's that and i also just didn't like the fact that they act like black men are the only ones you know that that are basically the villains here as if black women don't talk shit about black men too as if women don't talk shit about men in in general man to me i always tell people it's 50 50 down the line man it's like for every black man you say talk shit about black women, you can find that same amount with black women talking about black men. So I don't think it's a a, a big lump sided argument. Everybody do it, man. Like there's no, some people even say, oh yeah, you know, white, white men don't do that. No, it's white men to do that too. Yeah. You just ain't see them yet or whatever. But yeah, I just hate that whole argument of people trying to say, oh, yeah, black men always do this. Yeah, always tearing them down. And it's like I get I get, you know, that black we should do a better job of protecting black women. But it goes both ways, too, because I hear black women talking crazy about black men on social media, too. And, And just in general, it's like we are very divisive, period. It's not just one or the other. It's both sides talking a lot of craziness and people not checking it like they should. Yeah, you know, so the whole gender war thing has gotten corny to me. I tried to participate in it. I see a bunch of corny shit on the on the timeline. <laughs> I try to not give any of it any attention anymore, yeah. man, because you see these things are just dividing us and making us feel like we're it's, enemies. It's stupid because everybody is not like that. Yeah, to me, it's good people and it's bad people. Like, don't sit here and say all men do this or men always got to act like that or like that's not all men yeah <laughs> so it just drives me nuts when people say stuff like that it, it is man and snoop you know he took it all on the chin you know so good for him and it did seem like you know he he got his point across and they were receptive to it it didn't look like they were just pointing the fingers and saying well you're wrong for this and that and this and that and this and that you yeah. know, it was I don't more- think the, I don't think their episode because I've seen a couple more of these episodes before. Mm-hmm. Th- their show is not like that. Yeah, it's not like a come in, you get grilled, and all this other stuff. It's more of a um, I sit there and vent, and then Jada Pickett, you know, mention something like, "Hey, how do you feel about this?" or you know, kind of bring a different perspective, and you like, yeah, and <laughs> all that. It's kind of like it's kind of like going to the um to that one person. That, it's like going to a therapist mm-hmm. and sit there and say, oh, yeah, I did this. And yeah, I shouldn't have did that. And then, you know, you kind of go there to admit your wrongs and then leave out feeling better. Yeah, and basically. Fresh. <laughs> that's that's all it pretty much is. They don't never go in there, you know, trying to tear anybody down or try to grill anybody. 
Yeah, it seems like that's the case. Um, what else? I thought it was weird how they read questions out the fishbowl, but they're all for the guests anyway. Yeah. So what difference do it make? Who picks it out? I thought it was going to be like random questions for anybody to answer. But mm-hmm. Snoop picked out a question, and it was for him. Then Jada picked out a question, and it was for Snoop, too. Oh, yeah. So that's... why not just read a list of questions to Snoop yeah. rather than saying, ooh, let's bring out the fishbowl and read a question, <laughs> and you got to pick one, but it's going to be for you anyway. So I didn't understand that. The show kind of makes no sense, honestly. But... <laughs> It is what it is, man. That's black man. The fuck up, man. Yes. They gonna be right back on that show. Oh man, we're on a turtleneck and and crying basically and just beside yourself. But yeah. I thought Snoop honestly, honestly, I thought he handled himself pretty well. Um, he didn't apologize again. He wasn't like you know, like he he defended why he said that, and I at least respect that. But you know, like I said, he shouldn't have did this shit in the first place. The whole thing has gotten overblown and corny at this point. So. I, I kind of hate, uh, kind of bring this back, but I kind of hate when people ask um, Snoop questions like, "Oh, how you? Why you rapping about bitches and hoes and stuff like that?" Mm-hmm. Like, I kind of don't get that, man. Because to me, I look at it as entertainment, and a lot of people don't live the shit they talk about. Yeah, I mean, it's strictly music. I, I understand that feel somebody who was really living that life, you could really have that conversation. With, you know, people like a Bootsy or, you know, I don't think Bootsy that crazy or mm-hmm. nothing like that. But some of these younger rappers, you could probably sit them down and actually have that conversation who really don't think calling girls bitches is wrong or whatever. But to sit there to me, ask that to Snoop, it's like, man, like this dude to changed his whole life. He, yeah. I understand it's one asking thing, it. It's one thing if he was asking doggy style Snoop. Yeah. You know, during that time. But it's like, man, this dude married. He got grandchildren. <laughs> and, you know, at this point, it's a business. Like, I'm sure if he didn't have to perform those songs, he probably wouldn't. But that's how he that's how he got to eat. That's, that's how he makes some money, too. So That's true. I think it's good to ask, well, just because of the historical context, because you got to remember back in the 90s when Doggy Style came out and when Tupac started making his records, um, people, politicians started coming out rap music, particularly black women like C. Dolores Tucker and other black politicians came out and they were basically saying, you know, this is very misogynistic. And Snoop was like the leader of that with that bitches ain't shit, but hoes and tricks shit, you know, like he was going kind of hard. So I think for him to answer that question, like I I understand why he would get that, but uh, the better question would be like, why do we demand that in our music in the first place? You know, it ain't Snoop Dogg's fault that that shit sells. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's to me, like I said, people always talk about how these rappers ain't living it, the life they rap about. Mm-hmm. But then the same breath, they take everything they say and try to take it to court. Yeah. It's just like, damn, like we might as well take these movies to court then. Like just because somebody make a certain type of movie then. Like that don't mean they, you know, act the way they act in these movies in real life. It's just like, man, it's music. So why do you hold these guys so accountable to these lyrics but then the same breath people say oh they don't really they don't live the lifestyle they rap about i i get what you mean but i think that music is more influential than movies honestly and at least in the movies the bad guy loses 
you know, <laughs> like in, in, a, in, a, in a rap album, like the bad guy is the rapper and he's talking about how he went all the time. So I understand what you're saying, but part of me just goes back and forth with that because I believe that rap music, like the mainstream hardcore rap music has kind of gotten out of control with the drug use, with the uh, misogyny, both sides, women talking about men, men talking about women as a nothing but sex objects. Like there's a lot of messages I think that are bad in rap for kids to listen to and they listen to it and they try to emulate that. So you can say it's better parenting that's needed and all this stuff, but I do think it's gotten a little out of control personally, but I don't know. It's like I said, it's a better question for why that stuff sells in the first place. Why don't we prop up the positive stuff instead? You know, why do you have to go that route to sell records now? You know, that's not Snoop's fault. That's everybody buying records fault. So I I, I always blame the consumer, man, because y'all set the trends. And if that's what you listen to, then that's what's going to sell. And that's what you kids going to listen to. So, yeah, I mean, you can say the same thing about shows like like power or shows like Narcos. People like that type of shit. Yeah. So, you know, you probably going to see more shows. That's why you see more of the spinoffs for power. So it's probably going to be more shit like that. But I don't know. It's just irritating that people kind of hold these these artists to this type of standard where they can't say nothing like this, but they don't pay attention to the positive shit. That's true. The problem is that rappers try to convince you that they actually are who they rap about. Yeah. You know, whereas, you know, uh, the guy who plays Ghost ain't walking around like Ghost offset. You know, he's just a regular cornball in real life. But when you talk to Future or you talk to any of these other rappers, they act like they actually are what they rap about in real life, even though we know they're not. If you're grown, you know, but if you're a kid, you don't know. So I don't know, man. That's a whole different discussion. But like I said, this is a whole podcast full of tangents and sidebars (laughs) because we ain't got a whole lot to talk about. (laughs) So actually, we do have a couple things to talk about that are pretty big. Um, We got to talk about the whole Deontay Wilder fight, man. Man. So... I'll admit, I was looking forward to this fight for a while. Um, Deontay Wilder versus Tyson Fury Part 2. Unfortunately, I was out and ran into traffic, so I didn't get to see this fight until, like, the fourth round. Mm, I I got in on the third round. Yeah. When I tuned in, I was like, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) Oh, man. Because at this point, Deontay Wilder looked dead on his feet already, and it was only round four. So I'm like, I know I didn't miss this much of a fight. What's going on here? Um, Deontay Wilder got relentlessly beat on, man. He didn't really have a chance at all. He didn't get anything started. Tyson Fury walked out of there clean as a whistle. <laughs> Nothing. Licking blood. He was licking Deontay Wilder's blood, all this crazy shit. And Deontay Wilder went out kind of sad, man. I hate to say it because I was a big fan, but he did not look good in this fight at all. He blamed everything. He blamed his corner for throwing in the towel. He blamed the costume. He blamed Black History Month. Did he? Yes. I didn't know that. He's Well, he said the reason he wore this costume, the 45-pound costume that he said wore out his legs before the fight. <laughs> He said the reason why he wore this costume in the first place was because of Black History Month, and he wanted to do something special for Black History Month. Damn, man. When I don't know anybody who—because, look, 
He no. could have came out there in some Malcolm X shorts <laughs> or something like that, man. He ain't had to do all that. I don't know why all these fighters make a big deal about the pre-fight bullshit. Nobody cares about that, man. Yeah. We, we, weeks, years from now, we don't talk about, oh, remember that when interest. he wore that costume? We talk about the fight itself and the post-fight. Yeah. People going to talk about Tyson Fury singing that song post-fight. Forever. Forever. They ain't going to talk about Deontay Wilder. Even if he won the fight, nobody cares about the costume he wore up to the fight, man. That was yeah. goofy. So, Deontay Wilder is really disappointing me, man. But <laughs> what did you think about the fight, man, that you saw of it? Uh, I was shocked that it lasted that – I mean, it went that quick. I thought it was going to go all uh, – I was about to say seven rounds. I thought it was <laughs> going to go all 12 rounds. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I – I wanted Deontay to win, but I kind of had a feeling Tyson was going to take this one, be just off strength of, of the of the last fight. The last fight was super close, and I think Deontay lucked up and got that tie, so he could you know retain that belt. But um, yeah, I was super shocked, man. I was shocked. Uh, Deontay didn't look right the whole fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I ended up going back watching the uh, first uh, the other couple rounds. But that third round, I'm just like, man, he don't look good at all. Like, you can see it in his eyes. His ear was bleeding. Um, his legs just look weak. And uh, Tyson was getting stronger and stronger each round. So I'm like, oh, this ain't this ain't about to look good at all. Like, I thought it was going to be a clear knockout. Like, I thought he was going to get really knocked out. But uh, I'm kind of glad they threw in the towel because it was no way he was winning this fight. I don't think he won around. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um I I applaud his trainers for throwing in the towel because he probably it it could have been real bad if he stayed and tried to fight the um the rest of the match. But um yeah, man, I <laughs> it was it was terrible, man. And once once Tyson started licking his blood, yeah. <laughs> licking his neck, I'm like, man, this ain't this garbage time yeah. at this point. People were saying the fight was over after that, but I'm like, nah, the fight been over. This this part is just garbage time. This is running out the clock. So I don't know. It was it was bad. I hate to see him go out like that, man. But like I said, that was his first loss. It's not over. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't think his career is done. I think he's still one of the uh, one of the um best fighters, but I think he um, he just need to regroup, try to you know focus, not worry about the whole costume and interest and all that all that bullshit. I think if he just get back in the gym, he focus, get back to where he was at, and uh, go for the uh, trilogy. Yeah, the trilogy is gonna happen, and I don't think people are gonna be even half excited for it this time. Um, I the whole thing was there. There was a controversy with the whole trainer throwing in the towel. All of us agreed that it needed to happen, but Deontay Wilder is like firing this guy for doing it. Yeah. Because he's saying that, you know, he there was conversations mm. to never throw in a towel no matter what, no matter how bad it gets. And I kind of understand from his perspective because he's a kind of fighter who even if he's losing late into the fight, you know, he could still come back with one punch. Yeah. Same thing happened in the first Tyson Wilder fight, even though it wasn't nearly this bad going in in the early. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Yeah, but, but he was yeah. still getting beat on for the entire fight until the eighth round when he got that knockdown. Yeah. So I kind of understand, but that was a whole controversy, and I don't understand why, why he's so sensitive about that shit. Um, 
I got to say the honest truth about uh, Deontay Wilder, man, because I hate to say it because I'm a big fan, but he's not really a great boxer at all. I wouldn't even say he's one of the best right now. He's just one of the best known. You know, he puts a hell of a press conference on. He talks that shit. He sounds inspiring. You want to root for him. But technically, he does not have the skill to fight somebody like Tyson Chandler. I think in boxing, you can easily... Tyson Chandler? Tyson Chandler. Tyson Chandler. Tyson Fury, Fury. my bad. I'm losing my mind. Tyson... (laughs) I wish you would fight Tyson Chandler. I'd pay for that. (laughs) But Tyson, he does not have the skill to fight somebody like a Tyson Fury. And um, I think in boxing, you can easily inflate your record by fighting people who are not really ranked or not really that good because you can pick your opponents. And I don't think he's beat anybody in the top 10 heavyweight wise at all to get to his undefeated streak. And of course, the Anthony Joshua fight never happened. You know, he might fight Andy Ruiz at some point, who knows, but this rematch is going to go the same way. You know, he might last a few more rounds, but he technically, he just doesn't have the skill, man. And he's 35 years old. I didn't so realize not, he was that old. Yeah, mm. he's up there, man. So, honestly, you are what you are at this point as a fighter. You know, you're not going to learn some new skills to make you, like, ten times the fighter you were. He's kind of stuck now, man. Mm. So, I think the trilogy is going to happen. He's going to get beat, probably knocked out again. Well, knocked out for sure this time, not throwing in the towel. But I think he'll get knocked out, and he'll pretty much go the same way, man. So, Do you think – I've seen a lot of people um, talking about this, but – a lot of people saying the fight should have stopped at the. Uh, they they saying Tyson hit him in the back of the head. Vince, Did you see that? I saw clips of it. I mean, okay. Yeah, so, a lot of people saying the fight should have stopped. I ain't, I'm not a boxing expert, so mm-hmm. people's bringing up the rabbit punch and all this yeah. other stuff. But um, a lot of people were saying um, that fight should have stopped after that because that pretty much caused his eardrum to bleed, and that. Through everything else off. That's why he, he was the way he was during the fight. It came out that he didn't uh, allegedly, well, uh, reportedly, because we don't know if they're really telling the truth, I guess, but his camp is even saying that he did not suffer a concussion and he did not have his eardrum ruptured. His ear was cut, but it wasn't like his ear. Everybody was speculating that he burst an eardrum mm-hmm. and that's what caused him to lose his balance and why he looked dead on his feet. But he was just getting his ass whooped, man. Like, none of that actually happened. Rabbit punches happen by accident in boxing. It just does. You know, sometimes they get caught. Sometimes they don't. But I don't make a big deal. It would be one thing if he was, like, continuously doing it. Trying to do it. But, you know, in the sport of boxing, you're swinging, and then somebody ducks the wrong way. You accidentally hit the back of their head. It happens in boxing, man. It happens in MMA. And they actually took a point away from Tyson for – I forgot exactly what he did, but they actually took a point away from him. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I guess it was some type of illegal hit, but yeah, I, yeah, I seen a lot of people saying the fight should have stopped. After people, that. That, that's just I the think, Deontay Wilder fanboys, I, man. I think he would have lost eventually. Yes. Like I said, I think he lost the last fight. Yes, I think that that last knock knock down, which uh, I was surprised Tyson Fury got up from that. Yes, but um, if it wasn't for that, I think he would have lost. Tyson Fury got up after that knockdown and kept beating his ass, yes. man. <laughs> So, yeah, he really did get saved by, and that shouldn't have been a, a draw. 
It shouldn't have been. Tyson Fury honestly won that fight. If you watch the whole fight, you can see he clearly won that fight. But, hey, he got the draw, and he had a chance to actually prove that he was better than what we thought he was, and he didn't really prove it, man. He looked sad out there, and I don't care. I don't like the excuses at all. And even if it's true, even if the reason why your legs were fucked yeah. up is because of the costume, don't say that, say man. I wouldn't say that, man. I uh, would have. Ju- he should have just came out and said, "Hey, I, you know, I didn't have it tonight. Yeah, you know, he was the better boxer that night. But you know, I'm a train. You know, this is my first loss, so this is not the end of the world. I'm a train and come back harder. Blah blah blah." But yeah, just him saying the whole costume and all type of stuff, man. That that was poor, man. His legs was already small. Yes. So to me, it seemed like he. Uh, I don't. Know, I don't know. Maybe he's not used to having those long, battled out fights like that. But uh, he just looked tired. Like he wasn't prepared for that. He he looked like a typical typical boxer who don't work out his legs. Yeah. So because it it got to the point where uh, Tyson wasn't really. He he's knocking them down with body shots. Where mm-hmm. I'm just like, man, it's, like you could tell his legs just tired. It, uh, and then the other part is uh, Deontay kept falling. Yeah, he kept falling over his feet like three or four times. So it's just like, damn, like, and uh, you know they ain't count those as knockdowns, but it's like, damn, like his legs is his legs look like noodles. Yeah, he he looked bad out there, man. And, and the weird thing too is like they both came in heavier for the fight. Yeah. But Tyson Fury was well heavier than Deontay uh, Deontay Wilder. Deontay he was fat. <laughs> Deontay was big, but he still looked shredded, man. Like he took off his shirt and he still looked like he was cut. Uh, Tyson Fury didn't even take off his shirt at the weigh-in, so that's <laughs> how you knew. Like he was like he. I think he came in at two seventy-three, mm. but he still had more cardio than Deontay somehow, he man. Was like moving, he was running him out the gym. He was throwing the weird punch. That's the one thing I think. That's why it's so tough to fight Tyson because. He was he would throw weird punches, man. Like I don't know, it's not a typical boxer. He was throwing some weird yeah. side type of punches where I'm like, man, and this dude, what like almost seven feet? Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't know, maybe somebody could beat him, but man, this dude, I, I would tough, be scared man. as hell to fight him. Just yeah. imagine somebody like a, you know, I'm not comparing them to Mike Tyson, nothing like that. Even though somebody did, which was why because they both got Tyson in their name. I don't like, know, no, some dude for ESPN compared them to Mike Tyson. I was just, I, Tyson. I, Mike Tyson was short. His, he compared them to his prime too. Oh my god! So I'm like, man, but just imagine somebody like Mike Tyson, how short he is, fighting a big dude like that. He would have got his ass whooped too, that man. Was, honestly, man, that's tough, man. <laughs> yeah, just looking at the you know physical feature, like damn, like who the fuck could beat somebody unless it's somebody his size. It's tough to do, man, honestly. Yeah. So, shout out to Tyson Fury. I hate to admit it because I think he's just kind of corny in general. And I hated the fact that he sang that corny-ass song after the fight. I thought it would never end. He damn near <laughs> he sang the, the whole, whole thing. thing, man. I'm like, what the fuck? You think that was a shot at uh, America for singing that song? Or did he really like that song? I think he said, I think he said, uh building up to the fight that if he won, he would sing that song. Mm. So I think that's just him cashing on his promise. I don't know why he chose that. I don't, I didn't get into the background of why yeah. the song was chosen, but he did it. And unfortunate way to wrap up black history. He took month. That L, man. Yes. And, and let's admit it, man, because 
the boxers don't want to see it this way. And Tyson Fury, at least to his credit, kind of shut down that whole thing. He was saying, this is not a race war. It's me versus him. But every time it's a black fighter versus anybody else of any other race, it's a race war, man. It's black versus white. Black versus uh, Mexican, if it's Mayweather versus, and versus what was the dude um, De La Hoya or Canelo or whoever he fought on Cinco no, de Mayo. No, what was the other dude? Um, the the UFC fighter or the MMA fighter? Uh, McGregor. Oh, Conor McGregor. Yeah, yeah, that was a race war too, man. But they they've actually built into that because they were both throwing like racist shit around, especially Conor. Yeah. So they knew what they no, were doing. That shit with that. carried though on on Twitter and shit yeah. too because you had some black chicks going for McGregor because he was cute. Yeah, and then you had. Yeah, other people like, oh, how you doing that? He racist and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so they was arguing. Oh, it was, man. It was stupid. Yeah. It's <laughs> always a race war when a black and another race fighter face off so are, are you the type of person just root for somebody because they black yes as far as boxing? yes it goes for everything <laughs> for me quarterback <laughs> <laughs> anybody who is in a traditionally i guess boxing ain't traditionally white about, na- about these tennis. days but tennis yeah of course Ten, just Monfils, whatever the fuck that dude is who always <laughs> loses French. but he gets one game in once in a while when you're like okay you can do something yeah but i root for him yeah anybody who's black man i, I admit <laughs> i root for call me yeah. racist i don't care i'm rooting for our people <laughs> so do you um and tennis i it depends it depends on tennis but um yeah, I guess it depends. Speaking of tennis, how you feel about uh, Maria Sharapova retiring? It was about time. Yeah. I seen the last couple of her matches, and she was getting her ass worked. So I'm like, damn, this, you know, this is not the same. I think she had the, um, I think she had the most underrated, um, I guess, career, tennis career. Because I thought she was, I ain't going to say she was trash, mm-hmm. but... I just know her from getting whooped by Serena. Yeah, that's how much people She know was her. like 20 and 2. Mm-hmm. Or she was like 2 and 20 against Serena. Lifetime. So I thought she was kind of... At first, I thought she was overrated until I looked at her stats. I'm like, damn, she actually got a lot of wins and uh, uh, a lot of championships. So I'm like, damn, she actually not that bad. But yeah. I think what it was, I think a lot of people pumped her up uh, early on to uh, face Serena. But she just never got past Serena. And so, uh, yeah, I think that's what people seeing or, you know, casual tennis fans seeing. So, um, yeah, I think she had a good career, but she just never got past Serena. (laughs) And that's the annoying thing that tennis did, at least from how I saw it. I always felt like they wanted a white woman to be the face of tennis. They did the same thing with Anna Kornikova (laughs) just because she was cute. Yeah. They did the same thing with Maria Sharapova because she was cute. They wanted them to be like the faces of women tennis, but Serena just kept beating them. Yes. And they like reluctantly had to admit now that she is the greatest, but they were trying to get her out of there the, for the longest the, time, man. The, the funny part about it, Sharapova made more in endorsements than Serena. Yeah. She was number one for a minute. Yep. I don't know if she still is now, but she was number one for a minute, and people never understood. Still to this day, I don't understand that. Mm-hmm. Serena is the best tennis player, women's yeah. tennis player right now, or at least the most popular one. Out of, I'll probably say out of men and women. Like when you think of tennis, people gonna bring us Serena Williams no matter yeah. what. So uh, it was crazy that she wasn't even number one in women's. As far as like endorsements, I'm honestly I'm not surprised, man, because like I said, they wanted to make that the face of tennis. 
<laughs> you know, they really hated the fact that Serena ruled over for a decade and they couldn't do shit about it, man, because they wanted that cute face they can put over, you know, and have anybody into it, you know. And Serena, Serena, we think Serena's good looking, but she's not for everybody. Yeah, she's so, too manly, too yeah, muscular. Yeah, people don't like the yeah. fact that she's built a certain way. She's not petite. She's not, you know, what they consider girly in a lot of fashion. So, yeah, she's not going to get the same Vogue covers or whatever Victoria's Secret thing or whatever they yeah. got going on with tennis they want to promote. So, yeah. it is what it is. Um, other things that happened this week. The Kobe Memorial happened. Um, I saw most of it, actually. Mm. And I thought it was pretty well done, honestly, man. I had no complaints. Um, I was confused as to why they had, like, several WNBA people there. Like, I guess I understood for Gigi. But I kind of wanted to see, I guess, Phil Jackson talk, maybe. He Was he there? Yeah, he was okay. there. I wanted to see Phil Jackson talk. I wanted to see... Some of the people who were closer to Kobe, but I understand, you know, you're honoring them, uh, his daughter as well. So I guess I understand that. Um, overall, it was really well done, man. Vanessa Bryant, who I don't think any of us have ever heard talk before. Yeah. It was the first time we heard her talk, and I thought she did pretty well considering the circumstances. Um, <laughs> I felt like the only time we really seen her, seen her is the um, the time he got you know, with the whole cheating yes. thing. Yes, and the G'd up video <laughs> <laughs> yeah. where he met her. Yeah. But, um, so, yeah, uh, I thought the ceremony was well done. Um, what else happened? MJ, you know, MJ was tore up, man. I feel, yeah. I feel I bad. I feel bad, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, Co- and Shaq actually kept it together, but he gave a good speech as well. So, I, overall, you know, it, it was a pretty well done memorial and, yeah, it's, it's worth watching if you haven't seen it. If you don't get too emotional, it's there are some good good moments in there. So, yeah, what'd you think about it, Figgy? Um, I thought it was cool. I was I was at work watching it, mm-hmm. so I was kind of in and out on it. But man, it's still hard to watch. Man, it yeah. still don't even seem real. It's I felt like just a dream that you know, like nah, Kobe ain't dead, man. Like he ain't supposed to be gone. But um, I thought it was good. It was. It was cool seeing Beyonce. I was shocked to see yeah. Beyonce performing, but um, overall, I thought it was cool. I'm I'm kind of glad it's over now. Mm-hmm. I don't know how long they're gonna keep bringing up Kobe, but um, I don't know. It just hurt so much, man. Like it's weird because he wasn't even my favorite player. Yeah, but it still hurt so much. Where I just need to, um, I don't know. I just hope people just move on a little bit and not shove Kobe down our throats for the rest of the year. Like, I understand the tributes and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but I, I feel like they waited too long to have this memorial. Yeah. It, it was a very it long time. It had to time. be on 224, man, yeah. you know, because of the numbers. Yeah, I cringed when I heard they was doing it on 224. I'm like, oh, fuck, it's going to yeah. be a long time. But um, this is kind of one of the things, you know how you go to a funeral, you know, somebody passed, and then, you know, that whole week you kind of dread and, Mm-hmm. And after the funeral, you like, ooh, all right, now, you know, let's get back to normal. I hope this is the case. I kind of hope so, too, man. I kind of hope. Um, and, and, and also, this like it, it's not just me because I talked to one of my friends from L.A., and he was a Kobe fan, too. But even he said, like, it's gotten a little much with the whole the tributes, the whole like I get I get you're going to want to memorialize the man, but. 
it, it's gotten to a point where it's like we have to heal and move on at some point. I know it's only been like a month, so people are still hurting, especially if you live in that area and you're a big Kobe fan. But mm. I still see people saying, I can't believe he's gone. Yeah. And I'm like, dog, it's been a month, over a month now, man. Like, if your mom died, you probably accepted by now, honestly, sadly. So I understand how a celebrity you never knew died and you can't accept that he's gone. Like, unfortunately, these things happen. We have to heal. We have to move on. Uh, and like you said, I hope it kind of puts a ribbon on it. You know, we can finally move forward. And I'm not saying forget him. Of course, we won't forget him. But I don't I'm getting tired of like, for example, oh, my God, somebody brought up the fact that um, the first time Kobe and MJ faced off, they had a combined 69 points. I see, I think the I know first time LeBron and Zion faced off, they also <laughs> had 69. Enough of this shit, man. The stats honestly. and the numbers. Enough of the 81 combined. Enough of the 24. Enough of the two. Enough, man. I'm sick. I'm sick of the coincidental numbers being brought up as some kind of hole. Can you believe that Kyrie had? I know he's not playing no more, but can you believe he had 24 on two of something free throw? Like, yeah. enough, man. It, it's gotten corny, dog. Like this, the number shit. I knew that would get corny and played out, and it already has a month into it. Enough with the numbers, man. We don't. We don't need a new Kobe stat that a player did every time they get a certain amount of points. Yeah. They about to bring every single stat to Kobe. Yeah. It wasn't like that before, man. I never seen so many Kobe stats in my life. Dog. <laughs> and here's the thing people won't want to fess up to. People were shitting on Kobe yes. after he retired, dog. Yes. Rachel Nichols, Nick Wright. I hate to say it because I like Nick. He was shitting on Kobe, dog. Like y'all don't get to act like now he's the GOAT. Yeah. Okay. At least keep he it semi-consistent. People weren't even putting him in the top 10 all time. No. Hell no. <laughs> they were saying the best is LeBron and, and MJ. Michael yep. jo- Kobe was not in that conversation at all. And now suddenly he is. So, yeah. like, if you don't respect them while they're here, I don't really see how you can expect. And that's one thing I never understood. People say don't speak ill of the dead. So it's okay to treat someone like shit when you're here. But once you're <laughs> gone, hey, you can't say nothing bad about them, even though they can't actually see any of that respect at all. So whatever. Yeah. Um, I just think it's getting kind of played <laughs> out, man, honestly. Yeah, I just, like I said, I hope they put a bow on it. Monday, I hope everything back to normal. They don't keep doing these tributes yeah. and Kobe stats and all that stuff. Like, I get it's one of the biggest losses in sports history. Mm-hmm. I get it. But, man, I, it's just it kind of it kind of messed up the whole season for me, man. Like, yeah, I'm scared to watch a full game without them, you know, bringing mm-hmm. it up, man, because it it kind of hurt. The finals is going to be tough this year, man, because whoever wins it. Like, there's going to be a Kobe thing. If Le- Oh, God, let LeBron win it. Holy shit. Oh, man. Lakers. Oh, my- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's already out here saying, oh, Kobe w- entered my body when I did that dunk. It was just he he it was like some kind yeah, of thing from the like sixth spirit. man. Yeah. Like get the fuck. Kobe LeBron is gonna be so corny if he wins a championship this year, man. I'm dreading it. But we need to name this award the Kobe Bryant yes. trophy. <laughs> He's gonna try to shoot exactly twenty four shots in the last game. I'll bet you, man. I'll bet you he would be the type to do them that. So try to get sixty one just like Kobe <laughs> did his last game. <laughs> oh man so uh yeah like like we said good good memorial good tribute so hopefully we can kind of 
kind of put y'all on for like Kobe would want us to, man. He wouldn't want us crying for a whole fucking year. We want us to fucking move on and, and start grinding. Yeah. So um, other things that happened, uh, Harvey Weinstein was found guilty on a couple counts, um, which I'm kind of surprised of. I thought he was actually going to walk, but he did get found guilty of two of the lesser counts. The counts were rape in the third degree and criminal sexual act in the first degree of forcing oral sex on a former Project Runway production assistant in 2006. But he was acquitted of the most serious charges. One of them uh, was rape in the first degree, and the other ones were some other shit. So he could face up to, let me see, a up to f- up to 25 years in prison, for one of the counts and it depends and no matter what he'll have to register as a sex offender but the the prison time will vary if he gets any at all so (laughs) I don't think he gonna get anything man I I just not a lot of people were saying oh yes see finally Mm -hmm. but I'm not really I'm not pumping my fist yet man I hope he does just go ahead Oh yeah, I was just gonna say. Um, I know you mentioned the up to twenty five years thing. To me, that don't, that's not really nothing. They can that could that could be five months in pr- prison or whatever. I don't know, but I'm not ready to celebrate that yet, man. I, I hope he does prison time just so people shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> because I feel like nobody, and it's unfortunate, but nobody really cares about the Harvey Weinstein case besides pointing a finger at how y'all going to put Bill Cosby in jail and not Harvey Weinstein. How you going to put R. (laughs) Kelly in jail and not Harvey Weinstein? These people using these arguments don't care about Harvey Weinstein. They didn't even know. Like, Plaz put out a video saying he didn't know Harvey Weinstein was even on trial. How did you not know this unless you just don't look at the news at all? Yeah. So... I, I just I ain't really give a shit about Harvey Weinstein from the beginning. Nobody was, does, man. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I felt like I'm more in tune with Harvey Weinstein than I ever did. <laughs> <laughs> he he was a, a very he was a huge figure in Hollywood, but he's behind the scenes. We didn't know who he was by name really until this trial started. Yeah, so. I hope he goes to prison for at least a few years so people can finally shut the fuck up about it, man. Because I'm tired of people just acting like they care only to say, hey, free R. Kelly since Harvey Weinstein out here. Like, no, they all guilty, dog. Let them all be in jail. Fuck it. I'm tired of people bringing up his name just yeah. for that shit when you don't even know who, what he even did. You just bring it up his name because you know it. You, uh, you think people doing this because it's a black or white thing? Yes. And... and it is that, but it's also, I think, the power dynamic, too, because Harvey Weinstein is way more powerful that, that's than R. Say. Kelly or Bill Cosby yeah. at that point in their lives. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it, it's a power thing. He can af- he can afford a better defense team, and he could be, you know, he has more connections, which is why I'm even surprised he was found guilty in the yeah. first place. But, but you ain't see a lot of celebrities really speaking out and hitting their fists on the table like they was with Bill Cosby. Yeah. Because, like I, like you said, they got them connections. So I think they, you know, rather hold back and not say shit because you never know. He might, and I mean, he might get out of all of this shit and still be behind the scenes working shit. So celebrities have been very quiet on the Harvey Weinstein thing. 
disturbingly quiet, honestly. But they all had shit to say about Bill Cosby. And I know I'm using the whole argument I already used before, yeah. <laughs> but it's true because that's how you know how powerful he was. Even when he's at his worst and going to jail, people are still not speaking out. Like Uma Thurman hinted that something happened between her and Harvey Weinstein, but she won't talk about it. The only one talking about shit is Rose McGowan. And now she's being accused of being a crackhead and doing all this crazy shit. She's been arrested. So Damn. she's the only one saying shit. Everybody else is quiet. Yeah. So I just, just just look at the whole history. Look at um look at how R. Kelly was when he was at his peak. Mm-hmm. Nobody said Nobody shit. Nobody said that he was making people. Lady money. Gaga worked with him. Yeah. No people, complaints. People turned the other cheek. But now that he not really doing shit or can't help anybody, then it's like, oh, throw this dude in jail. Yeah. Same thing with Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby was at his peak at once upon a time. And once he got to the point where, you know, he was just Bill Cosby, really wasn't doing much, then it's like, oh, he ain't doing nothing for us. Let's, you know, get rid of him type of thing. So I think, like, look, at if Bill Cosby was still powerful, he wouldn't have went to jail. Yeah. That stuff would have went away. Went away. Wouldn't nobody came out and said nothing. But now that he's not really doing nothing, then it's like, hey, let's get this guy, get him out the way. Yeah. I just hate how people act like, well, the reason why um, Harvey Weinstein, well, they're they're basically saying that where's the Harvey Weinstein documentary? Where's surviving Harvey Weinstein? When the issue is like, who would watch that? You know, unfortunately, it is all about ratings. That's why they made a second surviving R. Kelly, because the first one had high ratings. People watch it when it's somebody, you know. Nobody knows Harvey Weinstein. And it's a history, too. Yes. Because, you know, where R. Kelly started, his music, he made a big impact, you know, in Hollywood as far as, like, the spotlight. I don't know shit about, I mean, is it footage of Harvey Weinstein? Yeah, there is. Like, enough to make a documentary? I'm sure they could dig up some stuff, but, like I said, I I barely knew who he was. Mm -hmm. So, I'm not about to sit there and watch this documentary. Like, look at all the documentaries that's hot right now. Like, Aaron Hernandez. Mm-hmm. We knew who he was yes. because, you know, I was a Patriots fan. I knew, I knew exactly who he was. So, yeah, I'm going to watch that. But I don't know. It's just, I don't know, man. He wasn't a star. He was somebody powerful behind the scenes. Yep. Like, they made a whole documentary about the sexual harassment stuff going on at Fox News, and nobody watched that. Like, nobody watches shit they don't care about, man, and people they don't know about. And the reason they made Surviving R. Kelly is because people watched it because they know who R. Kelly is. They could make a... I'm sure they already have made a Harvey Weinstein documentary. Just nobody cares about it because nobody actually cares about him. Yeah. So I just hope he gets wrapped up, man. I'm tired <laughs> of talking about it. Just send his ass to jail. Who cares? Um, other things. I saw you put in that the Clips former... I did see the Clips former manager was in... Um, was doing a Vlad TV yeah. interview. Which, you know, people talk shit about Vlad, and rightfully so, because I think he is kind of a culture vulture. But he gets some good interviews, man. With people, people who, who open up to him, yes. man. Like, I, I don't know if I will open up to him like that, but he be asking the shit. And he gets good interviews and good stories, man. He gets, like, interviews with some of the people who were, like, supposedly involved in killing Tupac. Like, crazy shit that you <laughs> yeah. never thought you would Random see. Random as hell. Yes. So apparently Clip's former manager uh, was on Vlad TV 
And he said that their raps were 95% about him. Yeah. So when I clicked on this, I thought um, I thought the manager was saying it was 95% about him as in Pusha T or um, Malice. So I, 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 it wasn't until I started watching the video where I'm saying um, the guy was like, oh, no, he was rapping about me or the shit he's saying for me. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I thought that was a bit eye-opening because he mentioned the line. Uh, I forgot what the exact line was, but um, he mentioned like a car with two, nine, make sure you put six O's behind it or something like that. And I guess Pusha's T ended up saying that same line in the song. So um, maybe maybe uh, Drake was right. No, I think he 100 percent is. Like, who who really thought that Pusha was moving that kind of way, man, and didn't go under for it? So yeah, um, I'm not surprised. We already have people like that in hip hop today. Rick Ross not only took a man's life, but he took his name too, yeah. and is acting like he's Freeway Ricky Ross when he's not. We know he was a CEO and all this shit. So. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not surprised, man. Hip-hop fake like we know, but it is interesting that he actually came out and said this. I guess they're not in good terms anymore. That's the only <laughs> time you come out and say something like that. He And to be fair, he really didn't talk bad about him. Okay. It was more of a just, uh, I guess he's pretty much saying what a lot of people do. I, I did the same thing, just, I guess, seeing, um, I guess Pusha T, I guess he mentioned how Pusha T didn't say Oh yeah, let me take that. Or can I rap about you? It was more of the stuff he saw. So uh, he mentioned how Pusha T was looking at him when he was saying some stuff, and then a while later he ended up hearing that same line in the song. He's just like, oh okay. <laughs> so it wasn't a thing. It, it seemed like he wasn't shitting on him or nothing like that. But yeah, okay. It was it was very interesting when he said, oh yeah, a lot of he he mentioned how a lot of it was about me. The stuff they rapped about was about me. And they mentioned about 90, 95%. And that's a lot. <laughs> I believe it. And I think it's a very prevalent in most rap, honestly, especially with people talking about, you know, kingpin, drug dealing shit. They're usually around somebody who is doing that kind of shit. I think Tupac was like that. Mm-hmm. I think he was rapping about shit that was actually happening to people around him, but not him in particular. Mm-hmm. So that's just hip hop, man. You got to do whatever sound good on the beat. So, yeah, I can't say I'm too surprised about Pusha T not actually doing, what, 90 million streams versus 90 billion themes or whatever. Yeah. Like, okay. Um, Now, we have a new IG Live video from Diddy. <laughs> Apparently, he is going to bring real R&B back. Let's play it and see what this goofy motherfucker has to say. Yo, so what's up? I'm in the lab right now. Um, really on my mission um, to create this formula, you know, to bring true R&B back. And I, I'm just playing some records because I'm about to have making the band create two of the world's biggest R&B groups. I'm doing two groups at one time, male and female. And I'm just tapping through some of my, my R&B records that I feel is real R&B records just to use them as muses to the level of R&B that, you know, um, I mean, you know what type of R&B I make. You know it's at a super supreme level. Um, but if, if you don't know the, the feeling I'm talking about, I just want to 
hit y'all with a couple of feelings so y'all know what we about to do. Okay, whatever. I guess he played <laughs> music after that. Whatever. Um, I have noticed there has been a resurgence of the what happened in real R&B debate yeah. going on lately. Young LeMay got destroyed for saying something like that. What did she say? She pretty much said, um, I guess, we don't have real R&B anymore type of thing. Yeah. That real R&B. You know how people say that real hip hop, mm-hmm. all this stuff. She pretty much said that in the R&B terms. Oh, okay. And she got destroyed because uh, uh, I've seen a lot of people weighing in talking about, oh, we got... Summer Walker had the best R&B album. They started naming all, <laughs> Janae Aiko. You know, yeah. they started naming all these different people. But I think people missing the point, man. Like it's not the it's not the Brandies, it's not the Monicas, that type of stuff. You know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah. Um. And I saw some people chime in too. I heard Black say something too. I think Game was one of the ones saying that shit too. But um, I like I get where they're coming i get both sides yeah. i get people who say like yeah there is good r&b out it's just not played on the radio because that's not what's popping right now because people want to hear like the other shit yeah. you know the the sing rapping basically now is in but there are good r&b artists indie artists people who are doing their own thing you got to look for it but i also agree like yeah the mainstream shit ain't the same no more man and the mainstream shit used to be where the cream of the crop was Honestly, yeah. that's where you go to to find it. Exactly. Shit. So yeah, the biggest, some of the biggest artists aren't really singers in R and B. You know, you have yeah, you have the LMA or whoever the the outliers. That's kind of like using J Cole as a defense for modern rap. Be like, hey, all rap ain't about drugs and hoes and shit. You got J Cole and the Kendrick. Yeah, those are two people out of how many rappers we got now. Yeah. Same thing with the LMA. You know, that's one artist out of so many. Even Daniel Caesar fell off, man. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Did people really cancel him? People are <laughs> people are saying that, man. People are saying because of what he said about Yes, Jules, he got canceled. I think it's the music quality just ain't there, man. Like, he had a huge hit. He couldn't follow it up. Now, remember he went on that whole tangent, uh, you know, the, the Instagram live and talk about some, you know, I don't care anymore, that yeah. type of thing. I felt like that was it after that. I didn't really hear nothing. It seemed like nothing else really clicked for him after that. He got the one hit, which to me is a R&B is is one of a classic. To me, mm-hmm. it's a classic song that you could play forever. But um, after that, man, I don't know. I just uh, his last project that I heard, it really wasn't m- nothing on there. I think if the music connects with people, no matter what you say, the music gonna rise to the top, man. So I think, and I, I can't honestly say, I don't listen to enough of his music. I know he dropped an album recently. I don't listen to it enough to say it's way worse. But for whatever reason, it's not as good as what he was putting out before because it's not getting, like, no matter what. I think most people who know of that Daniel Caesar song don't even know he said that shit, man. So <laughs> if the music was good and getting the proper push, he would not be canceled off of what he said on a IG Live on one random day. You know, the music will rise to the top and it didn't for whatever reason. So I think that's on him. I don't think it's because of the yes, Jules shit. I don't, yeah. I didn't believe that. <laughs> but, uh, do you think real R&B is dead? Where do you stand on this figgy? Um, I kind of disagree with it, man, because time has changed. It's, it's the same argument with hip hop, real hip hop and all yeah. that other stuff. You got to find it, man. If you want to find some real hip hop, you got to go find that too. You, I, it's, 
is to me, I can't say rap or hip hop is dead when you got people like uh, West Side Gun and um, you know Griselda. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, it's more people out there like that. They're just not on the radio. They're not you know on MTV jams and stuff like that. So um, it's the same with R and B. You got to find it. It's some really good R and B artists out there, but they're not on. Um, they're not in rotation on 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 your uh, local radio station. Yeah. So um, maybe maybe um, people that keep saying they need, need to bring that real R and B back. Maybe they talking about the nineties R and B. Maybe bringing that s- style back. Maybe you know doing more um, love stuff without the cussing and stuff like that. But I wouldn't sit here and say it's, it's dead. I think you just got to look for it. You can't. And, and then, too, I mean, you you got to put that shit in rotation on the radio, man. Mm. Like, that shit got to be hot for you to put that in rotation. Otherwise, man, like, I don't know, man. <laughs> People, pl- I don't know. They got a formula already on the radio station where yeah. they play certain things. So if it don't have auto-tune in it or... Mm-hmm. I don't know. They they just won't play it, but it's out there. You just got to find it. Yeah, that's, like I said, I see both sides of it. Um, the mainstream, I think, is unquestionably worse than it's been in a while. But, you know, there are good artists out there if you look. And it's easy to find them now, you know, with the Internet and SoundCloud and all these streaming platforms. So you really have nobody to blame. But especially somebody like Diddy who he could have signed people like this, man. If you're responsible, Diddy's been responsible for the sound of hip-hop for 20 years now, man. He could sign these artists and make them stars if he really wanted to. So he's honestly part of the problem. And don't say making the band's going to fix it. Oh, watch my shit because I'm going to save R&B with my two groups. Nah, that's promotion, man. He's doing that to promote the making the band because he could easily just get that crew and put them in the studio. Yeah, but no, money. he has to make a show about it and humiliate so them watch. on live TV or on TV and then expect us to buy their albums after you made them walk across the bridge for some breast milk. <laughs> <laughs> that was Dave Chappelle. Yeah, that it was Dave Chappelle, <laughs> but it was funny. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's goofy promotion by Pete Diddy and he's just yeah. proven makes right again, but whatever. And the, uh, the other thing about it too, um, I think these labels are more in the radio station pockets. So it's, it wasn't a thing where somebody make a dope song and the radio pick it up. You, you know, these these labels are paying. You know, I hate to say it, that's payola, mm-hmm. but they are paying for these radio stations to play their big artists, their Lizzo's, their um, Cardi B's, and stuff like that. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's tough for the real R and B people that's not really getting that spotlight. So you just, I mean, everybody got Spotify, everybody got Tidal, you know, Apple Music. You just got to look on there and search YouTube and look for some underground R&B artists. There's people like that. You got people like Jack Free, my friend Jack Free. Yep. I feel like that's real R&B. That's it that is. strong Anthony Hamilton mm-hmm. type of R&B. So it's people out there like that. But, you know, they just don't get that recognition like uh, uh, Kalani or somebody like that. Yep. I agree, man. I agree. Um, let's go on to well, we have a couple things for what a bro knows. Usually, we like to wait for a female art female host to argue with. Yeah, but fuck, I think we have some things that us bros could chop it up about real quick. 
So, number one, we got to bring this shit up, man. And I honestly didn't want to give it any energy at first because I thought people were <laughs> overblowing the fuck out of it. But um, everybody has commented it from Meek Mill to Drake. I can't to believe people was all commenting these on random this. celebrities are leaving Instagrams hating on this man. And if you haven't seen the clip yet, it is a clip of a man um, who's ha- had a birthday party, I guess. And a woman is giving him his gifts. And one of the gifts was rental property. And he mentions what he was expecting, and people kind of took it off from there. But let's play the audio first and let you hear it. Uh, let's go. Here you go. Okay. Open it for me. Let me see. Let's see what she got. Put it in the bag. Come on. Come on. We say binder. How about your rental property? With hey! Yeah. Now what about this rental property? Now that's a real boss I'm chick right there. I'm fixing this shit up. That's a real boss <laughs> chick right there. Okay. Oh, okay. I like this. I like this. Dog, I want like a Rolex, a chain. What I tell you? Fuck your rental property. Okay, so <laughs> a couple notes here, first and foremost. It's really kind of hard to even say what this man's reaction was. I think reading into it says more about you than it does about what he went through. Because me, when I first saw this clip, I was like, okay, it sounded like he was just surprised because he wasn't expecting this. He was expecting a Rolex or whatever he asked for. And instead, she went above and beyond and got him a property. Yeah. So it just sounded like he was more stunned than anything to me. That's how I took it. But let Goofy Twitter tell it. (laughs) This man is unappreciative of his hustler woman (laughs) trying to make him a boss by getting him rental property and being a true queen to her king. And you've had people <laughs> like uh, Drake commented. He called him a waste man and put the laughing while crying emoji. Meek Mill said, I'm going to put you on somebody for real. Like talking about the girl. He, he, he going to hook her up with uh, oh, somebody who God. can appreciate her rental property gifts. And a bunch of these other verified rappers and cornballs basically siding with the woman and saying that the man doesn't really appreciate her. Um, and, and this caused a whole debate about, you know, whether women should just get men what they ask for instead of trying to surprise them in the first place. And other women saying, no, she's trying to boss him up and make him a better man. And she want to he won't appreciate it because he's not trying to follow what. You know, he should be trying to follow. So with that being said, <laughs> Figgy, what was your reaction to seeing this in the uh, conversation that unfolded from it? Uh, I was a little irritated, man. I, um, like 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 you said earlier, I thought there was a more surprise thing where he like, oh, like, damn, I, I thought it was going to be a chain or something where I, I was expecting this. I was expecting the, some jury. But damn, kind of like, I, I thought that. You know, that was his reaction. But to me, I think, like, that's the first reaction. Like, what do you do when somebody do something like that and you wasn't expecting it? Sometimes it takes you a little bit to come around to it. You never know. He might have got home and said, damn, this is actually 
uh, uh, now good idea. Mm-hmm. Or next day, probably went to the place and said, damn, this was a good idea. Like, damn, thank you. Because we all get the gifts where at first we kind of like, man, like, uh. But then we come around to it like, damn, this was actually a great gift. I really appreciate this a lot. So I think people went to in on them <laughs> as far as that. The second part is I, I, f- I think you got to give people what they want, man. Mm-hmm. Like some people, you know, some people don't need something like that as a gift. Now, I mean, to me, that's like get, getting somebody some school supplies for gifts. Now, I mean, saying, hey, you know, this gonna, you know, this gonna make you a boss. You know, if you use this and get through school, you can be something in life. That type of thing. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, if he wanted a Rolex, why not get him a Rolex? <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's not that hard because you could, y'all could still, you know, boss up together and mm-hmm. get that property. But to me, because if it was the other way around, man, women would be upset. Like not saying it had to be rental property or nothing like that, but women would be upset because this happened a lot with guys when a guy proposed to a woman or something like that they will be happy to turn that guy down with no problem. It would be no, oh, no, mm-hmm. you know. They they will turn his ass down with the quickness and say, oh, she got the right to. She, she ain't got to do nothing, blah, blah, blah. But I don't know, man. I think people just, I don't know if people bored <laughs> or people just want to hate men. Yes, but both. I don't know. That's just right, man. Maybe everybody don't want to own rental property. Like, I, I would like to one day, but that's not my focus. Like, I would be happy if somebody got me that. But like, maybe he don't want to, maybe he don't want to do, maybe he want to do something else. I agree. It's funny you actually brought up if it was switched around because that kind of actually did, a case like that did come up on the timeline a few weeks ago because there was a video of somebody who cooked a whole spread and in the uh, text on the video caption, it said, oh, my girl wanted Chick-fil-A, so this is what I did for her. Somebody retweeted that video <laughs> with the caption, oh, men just don't listen. <laughs> and that got a whole lot of cosigns from women saying she says she wanted Chick-fil-A. Why do you have to do all this? Even though what he did is a lot more caring and time consuming and supposed to show his love for his girl. You know, she she wanted Chick-fil-A, <laughs> so she had to get Chick-fil-A cheap fast food over what he cooked for her because she don't know like they don't know how to listen. So I see this video going around, and I don't see that argument from women anymore. Yeah, I just see he don't appreciate this and this and that and this and that. I think it's it's a weird gift to get somebody, especially it's not for, a normal gift for recording on a viral moment, recording it in front of your friends. Like, how are you supposed to react? You know, like I don't. I have to read through this to even see what it is. Yeah. Just saying, it's rental property sounds great. But if it's in a good position, if it's in a good spot, can we actually flip this? Can we do something with it? I don't know because I wasn't involved in any of this. Mm-hmm. So it's very odd to even do this in the first place. That's why I always suspect these things are kind of faked in the first place. Yeah. But it was very odd. And another thing, no ma- I know women want their man to be a boss, but no man wants to feel like his girl is his mama. Yeah. Okay. Don't tell us what we need to be doing. Help guide us to do something, but don't just say, oh, here, here's rental property. This is boss shit. 
Like what? <laughs> let's talk about this first. You know, let's talk about if I should even be making this move and if it's worth investing in. Let's have a conversation. Don't just say you need to be doing this, nigga. That's something. I mean, I don't know their relationship, but that's something both of y'all need to be discussing. Yes. Me and my wife talk talk about this all the time about maybe putting something towards a business or whatever like that. I'm not just about to come home and say, hey, I got you a building. <laughs> Some bullshit. <laughs> like, no, that that count on me, too. Like, it's not just it's not a pair of shoes where it's just her. Like, that's on us. That's why um, some stuff I don't understand how people like give their significant other like a brand new car or something crazy like that. Where it's a a clear bill on it. You got to keep paying. It's just like that's, you know, that's something, you know, a car is a little more easier. But like that's something you got to like go through together. Yep. It's not something it's not a piece of jewelry where it's over that you you buy it and that's it. So, you know, the whole rental property thing, I think it's a good idea, but she could have did that to get they she still could have did that. They could have mm-hmm. did that together and uh talked about it. He probably would have been on board. He might be on board now. Yeah. But just imagine your girl saying, "Hey, you know, I got you a birthday gift." And she drive you to this empty room and said, here you go. <laughs> like, this is for your business. Oh, you're going to be man. like, what you going to do? <laughs> you're going to be like, yeah, this, this, is, this is what I wanted. Wow, I'm about to be a boss now, that type of thing. Now, so you're supposed to be like Figgy, yeah, according but to Drake. Like okay, first, or else you're a waste man. Yeah, so <laughs> like your first reaction, you might be like, whoa, okay. It might take you a minute because ain't nobody just giving out rental properties like that. Mm. So, yeah. And plus, women kind of shitty with gifts anyway. Mm. So he probably was like, wow, damn. <laughs> he probably was like, what the, whoa, shit. I thought it was going to be a Rolex or a necklace or something. But, yeah, I think people need to relax, man. He probably cool now. Yeah. And here's, here's the problem I have with it, man. I'm not even mad at the women's take on it because... You know, they they going to say what they say, and I expect that from them. What I hate is when men react to this, like the I way they have. I need to hook have. you up with somebody. Yeah, Meek Mill. And here's a really annoying thing. The fact that these are celebrities who know that a short video clip can be taken completely out of context, <laughs> yet you're just going to believe this video at face value and then comment on it and say you can hook her up, like try to take him her away from him? Yeah, there's no this is why men are always losing, man. Honestly, we have no camaraderie among ourselves. We're always at each other's necks for women's approval and trying to prove that we're the better man. Drake made a whole career out of doing this <laughs> goofy shit, man. Yeah. So there, there's no camaraderie when it comes to women. There's always men trying to say, you know, and I, I, I strongly believe in never dirty macking, man. <laughs> I don't care if I don't know the dude. Like, yeah. I don't dirty Mac, dog. Once I know that you in a relationship, I don't try All to do off. yes. Yeah. But there, most men will get in the girl's ear, talk about how, you know, that nigga ain't shit. He ain't treating I got you right. Better for you, you know, I would actually appreciate if you got me something like that because, you know, I, I would treat my woman like a queen yeah. if, like, she is. And I would be bowing at her feet because that's what she deserves. Niggas like that. Uh, while we lose, man, because none of us can stand on our own too and say, hey, look at it from the guy's point of view. Mm-hmm. You know, if somebody said that, if one of these rappers said that, if Drake said that, I would be like, respect. 
Yeah. But nah, he has to come in and call him a waste man. Yeah, because Turn another man yeah, down. That shit, yeah, well, all, that's, all, that's all we do, man. And Drake, Drake is already on team women in the first place, <laughs> man. So I don't even count him as one of us anymore. He's fucking switch sides, but and this the other thing too. We living in a moment where everything people try to go viral for anything. Yes, I'm not saying this moment was fake. But what if it was staged? People stage a lot of shit. Yes. Just for reaction. So with people going out the window, like, how how y'all know this ain't staged? I'm I'm sure this probably not mm-hmm. because, you know, the background and people sound like they were surprised and all that stuff. But when if this moment was fake? So people could get a reaction or whatever. Yep. And people going out the window saying this guy this, this guy that, this girl's a boss and all this other stuff. From a 20 second video, it's just like, come on now, man. Like, you don't know what happened after that. It's a bunch of times where I felt a certain way. It was one time when I was younger, uh, my mom got me some school shoes. Mm-hmm. And um, this was around the time with LeBron. LeBron ain't even played in the league yet. He just got drafted. So the LeBron hype was real. So she came home uh, with some Nikes. And um, I thought it was some, um, I think I thought it was some Air Force Ones because it was a Nike box and everything. And I opened them. I'm like, I was stuck like, what are these? Like, I was kind of like, huh? Like, I ain't really care for them. But that was the first LeBrons. So they, the very first LeBrons. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, and she told me it was LeBron. So I'm like, oh, I was just kind of like, okay. After a while, I warmed up to them and I started liking the shoes after that. So, you know, the first reaction, like, sometimes it shock you when it's not something, uh, if it's something that caught you off guard, something you wasn't expecting. So, that, like I said, that guy right now could be a, he probably fixing up the place. Yeah. But, like, that's not a normal gift, man. Mm-hmm. It'd be one thing if he she came out with a Rolex and he said he wanted an Xbox or something like that. Yeah. And it's kind of like, right. yeah, that, he'll be officially stupid then. Yeah, but it's like, damn, bro, like it's a like we was expecting a damn bracelet or something, and you come out with some papers of a rental a rental property. Yeah, that is not normal. <laughs> yeah, and like I like I expect this from regular people, you know, because they believe anything they see on the internet. But I would expect more from celebrities of Meek Mill and Drake's stature to not just believe anything they see, but whatever they do. So they pander into the girl. Yeah, that's true. Um, so I saw you also linked a tweet here. Is a <laughs> man asking, Am I a wrong am I wrong for preferring her not to have kids, but I have two? And a woman said, LOL, yes. <laughs> I was looking through this thread. It was a bunch of women saying, yes, you're wrong for this. Like, this is not fair. Mm-hmm. No. Nah. Like, if you had kids, why can't she have kids? Hmm. Too? Uh, I, I couldn't find the other tweet, but I seen a girl tweet the same thing, pretty much saying, you know, I don't care if I have two kids. I want a man with no kids. We talked about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was a huge thing. <laughs> I just think that's so funny, man. Like, I kind of respect the dude. I mean, I kind of respect if you do have kids. Say, if you have five kids, I understand if you don't want somebody with five kids or three kids, if you feel like you got enough, so maybe your preference is maybe somebody with no kids, but, you know, you'll understand if they got a couple kids. But people just bringing out these preferences like, oh, yeah, no, you're dead wrong, but 
a woman can have multiple kids, but, you know, she get to pick and choose if the guy don't have kids and all this other stuff. It's just, I don't know. It's just funny, man. It is, and it is funny because I know what you're talking about. I think we talked about that, but uh, the whole thing about women who were talking, who were saying that even if they had kids, they prefer to date men without kids, but none of them gave a good reason as to why that didn't yeah. apply to them too. No, their, so, re- their reason be, oh, baby mama drama. Yeah, but <laughs> you are somebody else's baby mama drama if you're somebody else's baby mama. So <laughs> how does that not apply to you too? And why? And we might have to deal with your baby daddy drama. Yes. <laughs> so it's like, nah, yeah, both, both. I mean, look, everybody has their preferences. I also saw something that I didn't even want to talk about, but there was a whole debate about how uh, women who choose not to date men who are bisexual are homophobic. Uh, I, that was I, a huge fight on t- black Twitter this week. I, I think I seen that. I actually, re- I ain't reply nothing. With, I ain't, I ain't going to detail nothing like that, but I seen some, I guess it was a bi dude mm-hmm. who was kind of going in. I guess, uh, was it world? It was some, it might've been world star or something. I don't know. It was some, official account retweeted them back and he was kind of like going in going after everybody type of thing as a bad dude mm-hmm. but um he kind of made sense he was pretty much saying black women tear down bisexual men mm-hmm. so i was just like damn i'm like so i kind of comment like oh damn you you tweeting today look man i i nobody the people the only thing is people being intellectually dishonest with this. They know exactly why they don't want to date a bisexual man. They don't want to say it. They don't want their man involved in gay stuff. Yeah. Okay. And it's then, as simple as that. And then it's, the, it's all the myths too. It's, I mean, I ain't going to say myth. I ain't, I want to call it a myth, but just the whole, oh, he might got something. Yeah. Or, oh, he going, you know, he might be messing with somebody else. But I don't know. I just think like if a, if a person is bi, and he want to be with you only. He's a faithful God. I, I think we had this conversation too. If you know, would you date uh, a woman date a a, a bi faithful guy? Mm-hmm. And a lot of women said, "Hell no, they rather date a cheating straight man." Yeah. But if the guy says he's bi, but he's faithful to only you, they still wouldn't go for saying, it, man. Like, like he's only with you. The only reason he's saying he buys. Maybe because he was with a, a guy before, but if he if that guy's faithful, like what's wrong with that? It, it don't mean he's he you know cheating on you, mm-hmm. <laughs> or he might not even be doing no other foul play with you. He might just like you as a woman. Yeah, you know I mean it might not be no other funny shit. He might call himself bi because he you know he found men attractive. But a bunch of women was under the comments like, mm-hmm. oh, he might be looking at other men or. What he be thinking about when he not with me, all that stuff. That's any typical guy. Mm-hmm. The only thing guys be looking at other women. You can still, you can catch A's, you know, dealing yeah. with a straight guy. The funny thing is, too, man, um, the, the number one response I saw to this was don't shame women for their preferences. Yes. Which is okay, fair enough. But men get shamed for their preferences all the time. When Future says no fat women in the club, <laughs> he got shamed the hell and back. 
how, what if a woman said no bisexual men in the club? <laughs> that's their that's preference. your preference. I mean, technically. Yeah. And they also tried to do this with black men a while back, too, because they were saying that, oh, if a man doesn't trade a trans, if a man doesn't date a trans woman, which is a man who transitioned into a woman, then he is transphobic. Because you wouldn't date or have sex with remember, one. They did that with they, uh, Genuine, remember? Yes, because he wouldn't kiss one of them. And yeah. he said he's transphobic. So I was like, man, don't. Okay, if you're going to use a preference argument for yourself, <laughs> apply it to everybody. Yes. It don't get be mad at all us. All over the board. Yes. Because <laughs> I, no, I have no problem with you saying it's because of your preference. That's fine. But don't try to shame us for ours at the same time. Yeah, because people, like, if a guy said, nah, I'm not dating a bisexual woman, like, people, uh, women would be upset with yep. that. Like, oh, no, I just, no, that's not my preference mm-hmm. type of thing. But, yeah, same thing with, you know, big women. I don't date big women. Then you consider fat, fat shaming. shaming. yep. I don't date hater. dark women. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, you, you know. What? You must hate your mother if you don't date dark-skinned <laughs> black women. I'm like, okay. Yeah, I don't know, man. I just don't get it. But yeah, yeah. When that guy, I'm like, damn, this guy kind of spicy, man. Yeah. I was about to retweet, like, damn, brother. I, <laughs> I see you, man. I see you, man. It was early this morning too. I'm yep. like, damn, this this brother on here, he he up up. But uh, yeah, he was just like, man, he 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 broke it down. Like, yeah, I dated. You know, I never had this problem with white women. I hate they brun that. Mm-hmm. But he was like, I never had that problem with white men. Women, I told white women I was bi, and they treated me normal. I tell a black woman that, and then she want to have a problem with me. She don't want anything to do with me, and mm-hmm. blah blah blah. And they all think I got AIDS or got some type of STD. Blah blah blah. I was just like, damn. I mean, it's kind of fucked up, man. Yeah. That's why. That's why a lot of these dudes don't even come out or say mm-hmm. anything. You don't. You barely see guys that say I'm bisexual. Yep. Because of that, you know, backlash, and we all think they, you know, cheating and all this other stuff. So mm-hmm. it kind of suck. But black men are toxic, though. Remember, <laughs> just us. We're the only toxic ones out there. Man. Everybody else is clean and pure and morally superior. So yeah. <laughs> It is what it is. Damn. Um, I don't. Damn, I, wish, I wish we had. A, I wish we had a girl on the podcast for this. Oh, Jasmine, we would grill the hell out of her. We kind of. We could, But it's, what's funny is we know what she gonna say. Yeah. That's like I ain't trying she, to group all Jas- black women. Jasmine together. would just try to come up with reasons why she wouldn't, because we know she wouldn't date a bisexual man. But yeah. her reasons wouldn't make sense either. So yeah. I think, that, but see, to be fair, I think that's every, that's almost every black woman though. They yeah. would say, "Nah, I just don't. I just, you know, I just don't trust that. No, that's nasty. I'm not dating a dude who did this to a dude. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be all that mess." So I don't know. It's just weird. Like like I said earlier, I posed the question: Would you date a a, a faithful bisexual guy? Mm-hmm. Or cheating straight guy. And a lot of guys, oh, yeah, I'd take the yep. cheater. Yep. Like, you know you're going to get something from the cheater, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's the thing, man. Like, I, actually, it was funny because I tried to get Jules on a podcast today. She, it was last minute. She had a family thing. But she actually had a, you know, a situation where a guy came out to her and said, you know, he. I guess he went to prison. And he uh, got turned out in prison. Oh, so yeah. I, he was I like bisexual yeah. and it didn't work out because of that. But mm. yeah, it's very interesting, man. And yeah. We like actually I, talked about that too. We did. On the podcast, yeah. Did we? Yeah. I know we talked about it before. I didn't know if it was on the podcast, but yeah. She, very she interesting. She said she couldn't stop thinking about that guy bending over or something. <laughs> I'm like, damn. <laughs> 
Oh, man. Yeah, but that, I mean, that we all have our prejudices, honestly, man. And yeah. if you, you, women have theirs too. So don't act like we're all the only ones out here being toxic because we have our preferences when it comes to women too, if you want to use that same argument, but yeah. whatever. It's funny how, um, also, I saw in the comments, then we can move on for this, but women in the comments was like, oh, yeah, see, that's just the LGBTQ mm-hmm. just trying to push everything out on us and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, that's true, but damn, like, I'm like, this dude got a point. And mm-hmm. I forgot what else. Oh, he mentioned how um, women be cool with having these uh, gay dudes as best friends. Yeah. And all this other stuff, wear on their arm as a charm. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to dating a body dude, they want no parts and they send all this bad stuff. I'm like, damn, this dude is, I'm like, damn, bro, I almost gave him a follow, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, dog, you you're killing it right now that's true man that's true <laughs> and of course they all backtracked and said he was wrong and all this shit but nah i'm sure there's a lot of truth there honestly yeah like the same shit they blame us for doing they do the same thing yeah, so. some, some stuff some people be talking out the side of their ass or whatever mm. but this guy i'm like damn like i couldn't disagree with that i'm like damn he he got a point he a by dude he's speaking he's speaking from his point of view he brought the facts man yeah. <laughs> Receipts and whatnot. Um, did you see the Candyman trailer? I did. <laughs> you like it? Uh, I think it's about time we start talking about um, Jordan Peele. <laughs> I'm ready for it. His, his, his stuff, like his stuff, starting to look exactly the same. Had man. a spark when he started. Now yep. he's just garbage. <laughs> I'm ready for it. Now, to be fair, I don't think he directed this film. I think he's just producing it. So technically, it, it's not a Jordan Peele film, but the trailer looked exactly like the this the, the us it's his, trailer. <laughs> but it's his um it's his company though, right? The yeah. Monkey Paw. Yeah. Yeah. So it still got the same. Doop, doop, mm-hmm. doop. He uh chopped and screwed the uh, Destiny yeah. Child song. So uh, he got the character with the big eyes and the, the tear coming down yeah. like like the other three movies. So um, with all that being said, I I will probably still go see it. I was I was still gonna see it, but um, honestly, man, I probably I gotta go back and look at the original Candy Man. Mm-hmm. I only seen it a couple times when I was younger, so um, I gotta go back and look at it, see how I age now, because uh, I, I I just remember watching it as a kid and everybody being scared of it. So I'm wondering if this is worth the remake, because you know you got some classic horror movies that don't age at all. You mm-hmm. know the Halloweens that. You know, the Jasons and stuff like that. So I wonder, is this worth a remake? Uh, I, I know it's, I, I don't think I've ever seen the original Candyman, but I heard good things about it. I saw some clips. Um, I think it's worthy of a remake, but I'll be honest, man. I'm tired of the woke horror movies. <laughs> Like, I, I'm just... You think this got a woke thing to it? Oh, there definitely will be, man. You already know it. <laughs> and, and, yeah, I just... I feel like... And, and the this movie itself, because I believe that the Candyman guy was like a former slave or something. So now it's going to play a role into it, probably. Mm. But it's just... I don't know. I didn't like Us at all. Yeah. I thought that was very overhyped by the timeline. I was very disappointed when I saw that movie. <laughs> but um, this one, yeah, man, I'll see it. But I'm like a Jordan Peele had one hit his whole career. <laughs> I hate to say it, man. 
Uh, that was that, a damn good hit, though, man. It was a good. Lie, it was man. a great hit. It was a great hit. It was uh, yeah, it was like the ice ice baby of his career. <laughs> but I mean, this I'll I'll check it out. But my hopes aren't as high. Maybe if I never saw us, I would still feel excited about this movie. But now it's like like you said, they all look the trailers look the same now. Give us something new, man. And yeah. does he only have to do horror movies? Like, can he do a fucking comedy? He was great at comedy. Can he yeah. do an action film? Does he all have to be scary movies now? Yeah, he I don't do know. got he do got a show on Amazon. I want to say. Oh That's yeah, a, Hunter uh, is right. Yeah, yeah I watched I heard the, that. I, I watched the first episode. It was kind of hard to get into. I ain't gonna lie. Mm-hmm. I was kind of in and out of it. But um, that was only the first episode. So I'm gonna try to keep watching it. To give, I I want to give a, a a recap of the first one and you know be critical of it. Yeah, but um, it was a little hard getting into that, but it's it's kind of interesting. It's saying kind of, it's not serious, but it's is it's kind of like a goofy type of show. I don't know. I it's hard to explain, but it's saying kind of goofy, but not the laughter in it. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard good things about that. Um, and I think the original guy who played Cannon Man is going to be in this one, too. So, mm. interesting. I know the original uh, woman that was in it. She's in it, too. Oh, okay. She actually looked good. She actually <laughs> didn't age at all, for real, for real. Oh, damn. But, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I'm yeah, probably going to see it. We all should see it as a podcast. Yeah, we, should, we go on a podcast Jasmine trip. Not a, Jasmine, not a scary movie person. Yeah, she'd be scared and shit. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I, I'm, okay, I got to say this, man. I don't respect any grown-ass person who was scared of movies. <laughs> I just don't. Like, how do you not know this shit is fucking film, dog? <laughs> like, yeah. I don't respect... My- people, like, get so upset about scary movies. And I'm like, dog, how? I understand if you're a child. You think what you see is real. How do you not know this shit is fake, man? How do you actually get stressed out and fucking... Like it's scared and want to throw up and leave the theater. I've heard extreme reactions from grown people to seeing scary movies. I'm like, I don't get it, dog. Yeah. That's just me. Maybe I, I'm yeah, just my weird. wife not a fan at all. She she that type of person that's scared of everything. Mm-hmm. It's fun every time we we could be watching the suspense, not even a horror movie, a suspense. And when it start, doom, 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 she start. I look over, she got her ears covered. Yeah, so she oh can't my really. God. <laughs> it's, it's awful. I asked if she wanted to go see this movie. She said, "Hell no." Yeah, I'd be messing with her the whole time. Like, you, Ooh, no, I, and shit. I do that all the time. Every time um. she get like that. Ah! <laughs> yeah. One time oh, we was man. watching the movie. I forgot. Uh, what's the movie? Oh, uh, Don't Breathe. Remember mm-hmm. that movie? Don't Breathe. We was watching that, and she actually got into it and watched the whole thing. We was in the bed. And when I tell you, I don't know if you've seen the movie, but it was a scene where um, the girl was running or something. She jumped in the car and there was a big ass dog in the back, but it was tied up where it couldn't get to her. But she looked, she was like right here and the dog came right here. Dog was like, arr, arr, arr. <laughs> like my wife, when I tell you, we was laying in the bed. Mm-hmm. When I tell you, she jumped up on her feet oh in the bed. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. When I tell you, she was grabbing my arm to the point blood started coming out. She oh scratched me that hard. What the fuck? <laughs> I've never Holy seen her this scared shit. ever. <laughs> Usually, it'd be a little cute, like, ah, or that type of thing. She's like, oh, my God. She kind of jumped up. She was oh standing goodness. up on the bed. I'm like, man. That would be like no more scary movies for you from now on. Yeah, Holy I said shit. that. Yeah. That's wild. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it's fun. I like, I'm a scary movie fan, but that's the one reason I 
kind of stopped watching Scary Movie because I could never go with her to see him. Mm-hmm. I had to either go by myself or don't see him at all. I feel you, man. I don't understand it. It used to be a cool thing for me to take like a chick. Yeah. When she I gets scared, you yeah, can cuddle a little bit. Cuddling up a little. Yeah, yep. yep. <laughs> but now it's like, you know, I, I'm like, sit your yeah, grown ass down. I bitch. think it's super goofy when yeah. I've been talking to a girl who's like 30 or something, <laughs> getting scared about movies. I'm like, girl, Man. fucking grow up. <laughs> um <laughs> Hey bitch, what the fuck is you doing? Oh man. Um speaking of crazy awful shit maybe uh offset was on ncis los angeles did you see this fucking clip man i did not see it you didn't see it well shit now i gotta play it because it is ridiculous <laughs> what's so, up with the migos getting all these acting I roles know, man, man. <laughs> I, look i don't understand it but i would rather them be on these type of shows these corny tv drama shows where the acting isn't good. I mean, you got LL Cool J in a star role. I mean, the acting ain't that good. Don't put these niggas in Narcos, dog. Man, That's my that... only thing. Don't put them on the good shows. Put them on the bullshit that only old people watch at 6 p.m. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so here, uh, if you're listening, try to guess if you can see when Offset <laughs> makes his appearance on this clip. We need your help finding her. No way. Why not? I can't help you. An American citizen. A federal agent is going to be assassinated unless we save her. I've spent two years building my cover here. I help you. We save one person if we're lucky. My cover allows me to save hundreds of lives every month. We won't blow your cover. Come on. Probably just did. I expect more from you, 17 Listen, let us show you the hostage video. Just point us in the right direction. Talk to the local authorities. Oh, come on. You know that's not an option. (laughs) If something happens to her. Her blood is on your hands. Of course, the Migos music comes in. Evacuation zone in Rafa. Two hours. Don't follow me out. Whipping like stir fry. Yeah, that's it. So, is this more. Was that song really in the. Yes. So, I feel like this is more of a promotion for their music, yeah. man. Now, look. Even though his acting was terrible, I will give Offset some credit. At least he's playing like a character way different from what he acts like he is in real life and on the yeah. rap records. I like, I respect people who do that. Mm-hmm. Like, don't go, don't go on the show acting like a rapper. <laughs> or don't, don't tell a bunch of Mexicans to whip it like stir fry. Oh my god, <laughs> whip it like stir fry. You feel me? <laughs> You should have seen the look on their faces, man. Oh, they were sitting there man. like, huh? <laughs> like, don't tell me some um, some people from Mexico learned how to make crack from Offset. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, I'm, man, I didn't even start that season yet, no, man. I haven't either, man. Like, I'm, I'm not going to watch it out of protest. I mean, you might think it's petty to fucking cancel a TV show over one two-second scene. I don't give a fuck. I'm a petty person. I'm very much against some shit like that happening in a TV show I like. So, yeah. no, I'm not going to watch it, man. I'm done with Narcos. No more Narcos. <laughs> no more for me. But, Damn. yeah, shout-out to Alfset for at least being an undercover cop and doing something that's outside of what he acts like regularly. Uh, he about, actually, to, be the, he about is, to be the next Ice T. He might be, man. He might be. <laughs> but I Ice T low key 
is kind of a, a great actor, man. I feel. Man. You uh, forget he used to rap. You forget he was a gangster, yeah. like a gangster rapper with the ER at the yes. end. He was really a gangster rapper. I guess calling him a great actor is kind of a stretch, but he is a good no, actor, no, man. No, he is. He plays yes. role. He play a cop. Like he looked like a cop, man. I don't look. I don't look at LL Cool J as a cop. Yeah, I can't see him as a uh, a real cop. Uh, what's we call it? Finn? They call him Finn? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Chuchuola? <laughs> on um, Law and Order? Like, no, he played the hell out that role. Yep. And, and honestly, I think he holding the show together. No, he 100% is, man. Like, <laughs> he, he does the same shit every episode, but, like, he plays... he Ice-T is a guy who knows who he is and plays it very well, man. Yep. And he's been playing a cop for a while since fucking New Jack City and shit, but, like, he's good at it, man, so... yeah. I respect Ice T for at least putting yeah. some energy into the acting thing and not just doing it for promotion. But speaking of Law and Order, they renewed for three more seasons. Really? Yes. Not, that show's gonna keep going until they all die. Man, it's never gonna end. It's not the same, man. Like I'm, I mean, they twenty seasons seasons in. So mm-hmm. you know, I'm not sitting there saying it should be like the you know beginning, but. Like I thought the show was about to end, man. I thought that I thought that was towards the end, but they geared up for another three seasons. Oh hell yeah, that's man. like twenty seasons. That's like twenty episodes each. Yep. So I, uh, man, money must be good though, man. Yeah, they, envy that. And you know it started getting bad when they start doing real shit. They start. Mm-hmm. They probably gonna do a, another Chris Brown type yeah, of episode. They gonna do a coronavirus episode and all this shit, man. Probably yeah. somebody yeah. wrap that into the CIS or something or yeah. fucking Law and Order. <laughs> they gonna do a um, pop Takashi Six Nine Ta- episode. Ta- coming. Oh, I bet you they gonna do that. Yeah, it's gonna be some type of crazy artist with crazy color hair that they can't stop <laughs> and the feds gonna bust. Them. You know, I bet you, man. Yep. Yeah, that, you I'll right be on. surprised. Yeah. Um, anything else going on this week, man? I think that might about cover it uh, yeah, for our rundown. So. Shout out again to Jasmine. She couldn't be here. She's working, grinding. Uh, she'll be here next time, probably. Um, shout out to people who made the Facebook group. Please join that if you haven't versatile already. Versatile sports. Versatile sports, versatile elements, whatever he goes by, versatile everything. <laughs> um, he made the Facebook group, Gemstones and Juice Heads. So check that out. Um, shout out to them as well, everybody in that group. Pave Text, you know, y'all know who y'all are. And uh, anybody who watched, and I don't know if it's anybody anymore. Yeah, I don't have if, my laptop, so I couldn't look at the comments or nothing like that. Yeah, but. let me. I could check real quick if anybody said anything. We can react to it. Uh, okay, I don't see shit. So I think somebody would come. I just can't see the history of it, but. Whatever. Shout out to anybody who uh, watched our live broadcast. We'll do a better job of promoting it in the future, but this is just something we kind of brought back on a whim, just kind of testing to make sure it still even worked. Yeah. So, yeah, shout out to everybody who checked out our live stream, and we'll continue to do it probably for most occasions in the future. We'll see how it goes. Um, Anything else, Figgy? Nah, that's it, man. Are you going to be anywhere where the people can see you anytime uh, soon? I'm chilling this week, man. I'm chilling. Uh, I was thinking about going to the um, the rodeo cook-off, mm-hmm. but, man, this ain't like a pain in the ass, man. Yeah. So I, I'm going to just- Coronavirus, t- man, my excuse. Psh, man. Coronavirus, dog. That's a damn Can't good excuse, it. man. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably going to chill. Yeah, I'm, right. I'm, I'm going to chill at the house, man. All right, man. No weddings are going. I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, two of the black people at the station are not going to a wedding this weekend. I wonder. I'm just playing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We should have Sean on the tape, Red Table Talk, have a healing. <laughs> shout out to Sean Pendergast, man. Yeah, shout out to Sean He, he getting married this weekend. Yes. And then he going on a uh, two-week honeymoon. Yes. So, yeah, shout out to, to my guy, Sean. Yes, sir. Yes, and sir. Thank you for the invite, too. He he invited me. Yeah, okay. That's nice yeah. of him to it's do funny that for because, you. Yeah, it's, it's funny because um, I don't. I really don't be offended when people don't invite me to a wedding. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big wedding person. I think it's, to me, I don't know, it's just me. A lot of people enjoy them. People love going to the receptions and stuff like that. But for me, personally, it's always awkward. Especially if it's not like a family member. Yeah. Family, you can, you know, mingle around. You can sit next to auntie. You can sit next to mama, all this other stuff. But when it's a, a coworker or a friend, most of the time you don't know anybody. So you just there with your significant other. Mm-hmm. You don't know what's going on. You at a table with some people you don't know. Or if those tables don't have assigned seatings, you know, you might, it might be y'all two at the table only. You know, nobody, just yeah. nobody to talk to. So, I don't know. I never felt comfortable going to weddings at all. Weddings are, I mean, unless they got an open bar and, like, it's worth it, I'm, nah, it's whatever, yeah, I just Yeah, I think my wife, uh, her family do a lot of weddings, too. Mm-hmm. I've never really been to a wedding until I got with her. Yeah. So, uh, my family not wedding people at all, but once I got with her, I went to, like, maybe four or five different weddings, and I'm kind of burnt out on them yeah so um, you say that now but you're gonna have to put their ring on ring on it soon man so <laughs> just make sure you invite us oh, we've been sh- on your corner sh- <laughs> <laughs> don't invite the other people who didn't send you invites until the last man, minute we, but ain't, <laughs> we ain't have no wedding but anyway um yeah man like I, n- I never get offended when people you know have a wedding and don't you know choose not to but I will be like if you decide if you decide to invite me, I will go and have a good time. I won't be awkward or nothing like yeah. that. But if it's a money thing where you saying you trying to you know keep it under budget and invite your close friends and family, I'm perfectly fine with that. I feel you, man. <laughs> I'm not I'm not the angry I'm not the angry guy that's gonna hit my fist on the table and say, "Damn, he never invited me." I you know we're not friends or yeah, you don't be bitter about it. Nah, like have a good time, man. I'm good with that. I feel you, man. I did remember you already married. I, for some reason, I thought you weren't. Oh yeah, but, yeah, yeah, you are married. So never mind that. Unfortunately, man. Which next wedding we're going to is going to be Jasmine's. So <laughs> she she ain't getting married no time. Nah, so who knows? We might have a. Um, we should have a damn reception if um, she get in a relationship. Uh, she got a relationship. We gotta have a. She probably party already. Or she probably already in one, dog. She just <laughs> trying to keep it on the low. Keep it on the down low. <laughs> she probably with some Mister Big looking nigga. Anyway, <laughs> shout out to Jasmine, by the way. And that's it. I gotta take a piss, so we gonna wrap this bitch up for my man Figgy Fig. And wrap you can find up, him yeah. at the Figgy Fig on social media. I am at Ryan Rocket on Instagram and Houston Rocket with two T's on Twitter. Blah blah, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Follow the Facebook group. Thanks for rocking with us. Appreciate it. And we out. Peace.